Hello. Are you there? You're. Yes. <laughs> you are now listening to the sounds of Sports Reports is ordered. America got Mr. Logical with me. Me. Is in the building. I'm 2 5. Baltimore, baby. So, tonight, we're going to talk to you about game one reactions. Lakers Nuggets, game two, coming underway in about 30 minutes. We saw Jimmy Butler do it again. Hemi walked into Boston and said, This is my house. Then we're going to get you all caught up with the draft lottery. Some thoughts going forward. What's Portland going to do? What's Houston going to do? So on, so forth. And then we're going to get you ready. Some pugilism. Loma. <laughs> Devin Haney. Pugilism. I like that word. Yes. Mr. Logical. What it do? What's going on? We're in the thick of the... About to hit the 100 critical days of summer. Anybody yes. in the military knows about that. So Memorial Weekend coming up. We got the air show coming out here to Jersey. So that's going to be crazy all weekend. It's going to be free to the public. So if you're in the area, come on down to McGuire Air Force Base. Check out the air show. Uh, but now we're going to talk sports. We're going to talk it logically. We're going to talk it, you know what I mean, the way we do our thing. No and hypothetical debates. And don't forget, people, we got the NHL Conference Finals. Florida and Carolina on one side, Dallas and Vegas on the other. So, talking about a successful expansion team. Yes, right. You know, so game ones are in the books, people. You know, Lakers go down by six to Denver. They felt like they were down by forty most of the game. You know, they made an inspired comeback, and now all of America in wrath. Think that like the Lakers are going to win this series. The Nuggets <laughs> are done for. Over in five, gentlemen sweep. Why, Raph? Why? The overreaction is killing me. I give <laughs> you that. I think people are kind of looking back to the bubble. You know, it's you know, two and a half years ago when they had their bubble run. Jokic is playing way better. Like I said, the continuity that Denver has that they've had all year. They didn't make a big trade at the trade deadline and have to incorporate three or four new bodies. And as well as a trade before with like Rui Hachimura with the Lakers and made that trade early and just dealing with so much stuff all season long. The Lakers, they didn't really have to deal with that. They have their guy who went 30, 20 and 10. <laughs> so crazy like that. I mean, it's like the conversation should have been about Jokic having the historic game, AD dropped forty. Still, it was an entertaining basketball game. Like, like I said, we 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 looked at the playoffs. We did our playoff preview. We thought it was going to be chalk one, two, three, and four, and two, three, and we're going to get Milwaukee versus Denver. All, you know, and it's not shooting up that way. But in the Denver Denver LA series, I think LA has a shot because I think the way LA has been playing LeBron off the ball, AD dominated inside, and all these other guys. I think they're they they are they're getting their shot. You know, back in the day, if Mario Chalmers and Norris Cole and the Miami Heatles took 12 or 14 shots, LeBron's not gonna be happy. But now, like he went nine for 16, 
So LeBron took 16 shots, 0 for 4 from 3. That late 3, I thought it was going to go in. It was going to tie the game up. But playing off the ball, I think they're buying it defensively. Granted, their half-court defense is way better than their transition defense. But luckily, Jokic is not a guy that's going to bring the ball up the court quickly. He can't get a quick outlet pass, a la like a Kevin Love kind of pass. He can get that off quick. And like his awkwardness. But it's smooth. It's like a smooth awkwardness. It's like when you hang out with a guy for the first time, he's kind of awkward at work, and y'all go out and you see him talking to women at the bar. You're like, yo, this dude's kind of goofy, but it's working. And it works every like you go over there and everyone's laughing and having a good time. It's like, yo, this dude is so goofy, but it works for him. And I think That's I think that 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 helps their group. You know, it just helps the group dynamic with Jokic being that way. Then you have all your traditional guys, KCP playing out of his mind. I mean, maybe we talked about the motivation, extra motivation versus are you not motivated enough? But they did ship him off for Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. and sent him mm-hmm. to Washington where careers go to die normally. <laughs> but, you know, he made his way to Denver and he was out there balling. He had over 20 points. Every time they sagged off of him, the double team Jokic in the first three quarters, he was just shooting open threes. I don't know. I think it was an entertaining game. Yeah, what, 240, 258 points. In an NBA game mm-hmm. in the playoffs, mm-hmm. where they played, they played well. It wasn't like you know teams weren't playing well. They played well. It's just that Denver and continuity, and you know their best player going 30, 20, and ten, and the Lakers' best player getting you forty, but he's giving you forty and burning a lot of energy to get mm-hmm. the comeback. So I like it so far. I'm good with it. I'm good with the series. I like it. I don't think it's gonna be Lakers in five. Like I said. I picked Lakers in seven because, like I said, that was an easy cop-out pick. But I think both of these series are going to go seven. But I will be surprised if they don't. Yes. So, apparently the Nuggets don't watch film, though. Because Mike Malone, Mike Malone, if I see Jamal Murray end up on LeBron one more time out of the switch. Man, he was abusing him. It was Steph all over again. He was abusing him. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, so I get it, right? Like, the game of basketball today is all about switching and being having the ability to switch. Your plan shouldn't be for Jamal Murray to end up on LeBron. But let's talk about D'Lo for a second. 26 minutes in game one. What was his plus minus, Raph? I'm going to say minus 40. Well, I mean, close enough. Negative 25. Yeah, it's 40. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So, I think this might be the series where we might see Malik Beasley get back on the court and, you know, um, to get D'Lo out of there. I don't know if he's going to, how long he's going to be playable. If that continues tonight, you may have to make that adjustment and just put him to the back of the bench where he belongs, you know. And then I was sitting there. He was the number two overall pick. How many years ago was that? I mean, he, it was a he while showed, ago. Hey, Wiggins was number one, and you know what I'm saying? Like, we already and talked about him offline. don't put him at the back of the bench. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's sometimes they should. You know, but um, so so Raph hit me up, you know, late Tuesday night to tell me Lakers in five. And, you know, while he was on his Laker in five kick, everybody else in Real Sports 365 was going on and on about – Denver's not going to shoot like this ever again. They're not going to hit those type of shots again. And you know what? Correct. Only problem is I don't know if the Lakers are going to shoot as well as they shot consistently throughout this series. They shot 46% from three. They shot 
55% from the floor, you know, but when looking at their playoffs, like the reason I bring that up is because when I'm looking at their playoffs, you know, against the Grizzlies, they shot 31% from three for the series. And against Golden State, they shot 35.7. So it went up, but it wasn't no damn 45. You know, yeah. you, you everybody know. was hot. Everybody, everybody was, was hot. The ball. It was just everybody the was the throwing the ball in the ocean game one. That yeah. Jokic three at the end of the third when AD just looked at him and smiled. It's like something <laughs> like that. That shows you the level of respect that AD has for Jokic. He's like, I wish everybody else had that respect for Jokic. He was guarding him at 27 feet. Yeah, it was that was yeah. that shot was like 28. So with the clock running down the third quarter, you got a seven footer guarding another seven footer 28 feet from the hoop and he still makes it just like he just looked at him and smiled so do you think uh you think Rui starts tonight and if so is he going to guard Jokic from the onset of the game no I don't think so because I was because I was looking at I think you I think you put him on there because I think the reason it was effective in the fourth oh I'll tell you why it was effective (laughs) the Lakers the Lakers were making their run they put AD basically playing free safety so unless you pull somebody else out there that's going to confidently shoot the three or shoot the 15-foot jumper that AD has to guard, if that person – I don't know if Aaron Gordon is that that's what That's what I was about to say. Yep. It's like, yep. I'm going to let this fly from 15 feet. Or is he <clears throat> is he a guy that likes to dribble drive, get the layup? Or the well, that's why that's one. why it worked because Aaron Gordon was looking into the crowd instead of moving around. You know what I mean? Like So all he has to do is be a little more active. Like even if he doesn't take the shot – Go set a screen somewhere, you know, pull AD out of there, you know, because when Rui was guarding Jokic, AD was basically playing free safety out of, out there. You know, wherever the ball goes, I'm right there, and that's the last person you want near the ball, you know. And and, and the Lakers, you know, something that alarmed me about them, and we talked about this, so go ahead and tell me, everybody what you told me. You know, like, the Lakers are just lazy. Like, transition defense is non-existent. So go ahead and they're say big. it. They're big. Okay, they're big, y'all. They're big, They're big, y'all. Dudes. They have two small guards and one old big forward, another big forward or AD four to five. But those transition points could be the, those transition points could be the difference in the series. Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's why they always keep somebody. That's why they always get dumb fouls at ninety-two feet from the hoop because they keep and, somebody back on those rebounds. And don't forget so they can get back because they're they're not fast. They're not. A and, fan. Don't, and don't forget some some of that fourth quarter comeback was a lot of those refs putting the Lakers on the line too. No, it was. Yes, the, it was. I don't think the calls were that bad. I think what there happened were a few. They they got a they got a, the Lakers were getting like you said that forty-six six percent from three. In the third, because I was watching, I was doing the math. I was like, all right. they. I think they were down like 17. And I was thinking, all right, if they got a three here when they had the ball, come down to Finn, get it down to 11. And they, they got a two, and you know, they got a couple and ones. So when they had it at 11, I'm like, I know they won the tip, so they were going to get the ball to start the fourth quarter. I was like, they'll get the ball. They'll be down 11 going into the fourth, get the ball, get a chance to get, get it under 10 early in the fourth, I think that puts pressure on the team that had a 20-plus point lead at any point throughout the game when the other team is storming back and they start uh, the fourth quarter and get it to eight. Did Jokic wear himself out? I don't think he wore himself out. I think just – I don't – Someone's. I heard somebody say this. He was like, those guys are like such fine-tuned athletes that I don't think they get worn out. I mean, I think they get just your general level of tire, but I don't think he's out there like – Oh, I really wish I could sit down. Because well, I he was just getting wonder, a lot of breaks because well, they, they made wonder, a run when he got a break. 
Well, I just wondered how Rui's defense would have looked on Jokic like in the second quarter. Would it have looked any different or like would it have played out still kind of the same way it did? I think it just was a matter of giving him a different look mm-hmm. because all the momentum's with L.A. Give him a different look, put a strong body on him that was not going to affect the shot. Mm-hmm. You just put a body on him. Rui's pretty fresh. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many minutes he played, but if you just tell him, yo, your responsibility is to put all your energy into the lower back of Jokic, 80's got your back. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, cool. It's like it's like playing with Patrick Ewing or Akeem Olajuwon. Just funnel <laughs> everything to where he can get to it. That was like three or four possessions where just AD's presence got the Lakers an easy run out. Mm-hmm. Austin Rivers got a three off of it. And then Jokic was trying to throw a lob or maybe shoot a floater. AD got a piece of that. They came back down. They got the switch. And Jamal Murray is bear hugging LeBron trying to get the stop. <laughs> Did you just say Austin Rivers? <laughs> oh, Austin Reed, my They're both light skin. <laughs> But I think D'Lo stays because, especially early, because LeBron's not trying to shoot early. Mm-hmm. He'll fire off a couple threes. If they drop, then maybe he'll get into it. But other than that, you're like, listen, y'all do your thing. I'm going to control it with my fingers. Mm-hmm. Get to the AD. Try to get somebody in foul trouble. Yeah, and, and try to make them bring somebody in small, and when they bring another small guy in, then LeBron's gonna put that guy in the pick and roll. Mm-hmm. And you also got to know that KCP is probably not going to average twenty one in this series. You know, like I think that he'll hit maybe some timely shots here and there. He he'll make some good defensive plays, but he's not going to do what he did the other night. But I, I think, think he can, man. He's I think Bruce Brown. I think Bruce Brown is the catalyst. I think he's the one. You know, I think he holds a lot of Denver's like, like, because Michael Porter Jr. eventually is going to, as I say, come back to the mean. You know, when they get to L.A., Michael Porter is not going to look like he looked in game one. You know, Murray is going to fall back a little bit as well when they get to L.A. You know, Bruce Brown, I think it's just one of those players where it doesn't matter the venue. His effort level doesn't change. And and I need to see the Lakers like to feel confident about the Lakers going forward in this series. I need to see them with a more concerned effort on the boards too. Yeah, they had uh, the first half. Denver had more offensive rebounds than the Lakers had total rebounds. Jokic had more rebounds than the Lakers. Yeah, in but the in the first half. half they had more offensive rebounds mm-hmm. than and the I think- Lakers had total rebounds. So like. like- if you eliminate that, but you, you eliminate that by putting a body on. And that's nope, why I think yeah. D-Lo is going to stay on the floor because they have to tell Anthony, like, okay, cool. That 40 was dope, but it was empty calories. Get us 14 to 15 rebounds. Mm-hmm. Limit, yeah, 10. Mm-hmm. You got to cut You got to cut their offensive rebounds in half. Whatever the number was, they, it has to be half well, that this game. Well, I know entering the fourth quarter, Jokic, when he got that 19th rebound, the Lakers were at 20 at that point. You know, <laughs> yeah, they did so, not do a good job on the boards, and it didn't look like it either. Like, yeah, it's effort. Sometimes it just it just looked like Jokic was the only arm. Well, some rebounds you can't stop. Everybody else. Some rebounds yeah. you can't stop because he does the tip thing. You know, he tips it to himself and all of that. So he's got that part. But like, so you could live with three or four of those. But there were just some rebounds, like you said, he was like the only person that seemed like they wanted to get the ball. 
you know, yeah. so, 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 so that's where, you know, um, people like, and, and, I, and it goes back to the same thing that I've been asking and I don't want to overreact, but why ain't Lonnie Walker getting more minutes? Cause somebody you have, I think you need a competent score on the floor at all times on the wing because LeBron isn't going to take that many shots. He's not going to take over 20. He's only going to take about 16 to 20 hey, shots. He better take Ele- 20. I mean, he better take 20 if, so. if Mary if Mary ends up on him a few more times tonight. He better take 20. If they keep switching Murray onto him, then yeah, I think he'll keep taking to the cup, but even then I think he'll I think he out. will kick it out because it's like I got to get to the fourth quarter. Because those those guys through the, these first two series, the Lakers won both of their first series in six. So they're you know eight and four up until this <laughs> point. He's like, okay, they've played good basketball. They played great in the play-in, even though AD almost ruined it with the unnecessary foul. <laughs> these guys were grinding while he was injured. I think he has. I think he has a combination of like, all right, I don't need to do everything, and. These guys can do everything. Like this guy can rebound, you know, help out with the rebounds the way I could. This guy can assist the ball being Schroeder. Austin Reeves can get in the paint and get the points. So it's like, I, I hope they stop doing that celebration. I just, if you do it to, if you do it to in the half on that long three, okay, I get it. Do it when you take the lead in the fourth quarter or something. Like he does it every you hit, shot. <laughs> you hit the game winner. You know, every once in a while you talk, you know, you talk a little greasy because oh, they, they yeah. got Rui talking to Stephen A and them now. Okay. They had Michael Porter or Michael whatever his name is. I keep Yes, up. Michael Porter Jr., not Michael Carter. Yeah. So <laughs> they had him yesterday. Like who who's not gonna play a factor in this game? Yeah, go talk to the media. Mm-hmm. But like I said, just Jokic is going to do what Jokic does. You might have to be wary of a Jamal Murray, I'm him kind of game, like a Hemi Butler kind of game. Because you know these guys, they watch they watch the other games. They, I think they're all fans of basketball. <laughs> they saw, we'll talk about it, they saw what Jimmy Butler did. And people see what Jimmy Butler's doing this entire playoff run. I think that might inspire some guys. I remember in the bubble, Jamal Murray talked about how Donovan Mitchell was going off, and he was mm-hmm. like, I don't see why I can't do it too. So you you get these opportunities. I think guys would jump for it because you got a star at home. You know that the defense is going to be shifted to stopping Jokic. There's got, there has to be – there's going to be a liability somewhere mm-hmm. on the Lakers' defensive end, and Murray has to take advantage of that, which I right. think he will because he's at home. Now, you keep Jokic to maybe his season average – you keep him at 26, 10 and 10, somewhere around there, then you you have a shot. Even though they only lost by six, it felt like 16 because they were just clawing back. If they would have tied it on that LeBron three, then I think maybe overtime or maybe maybe they get a break in game one. But when that shot didn't go in, it was like, okay, we we ran out of gas. It's like you're chasing, chasing someone in tag, and then they make that last juke move, and you miss. It's like, all right. I'm out. I'm yeah, so really, it's funny. Really <clears throat> it's funny because I think the Lakers win tonight, but I don't feel very confident about it. It's not like an emphatic, like the Lakers are going to win tonight. It's just more like I can't see LeBron and AD going down 2 0. It's more like that. I mean, I I can, though. 
Like, I mean, I, I know I picked them in seven. Mm-hmm. I can see just the, the level of comfort that the role players on Denver have at home. And the fact you you can't I understand that Lakers are gonna have to switch up whatever they were doing defensively, or maybe they go back to the philosophy that I talked about before with you know the Steve Nash conundrum where you just you let Steve Chris Paul rest book, you let these guys get 40, let them get 42. Similar to what happened with AD. You let AD just get your points, but don't mm-hmm. let him get any rebounds. Don't let him get any blocks. Mm-hmm. Just keep the ball away from him. Shoot shots this way. So when they come to help, AD's a non-factor. So it looks like, oh, I'm kicking it out because AD has me and I can't go around him. Nah, like mm-hmm. they sent help to Jokic, kick it out to KCP, shoots a three. So maybe they let Jokic go bananas and he goes 45, but he's 45, five, and six. Mm-hmm. And then you, I can see that. And you and you put and you you rotate AD over to where Jamal Murray is when he's coming to the rim. Yeah, because like I mentioned, he scored 53, had 11 boards and four assists in the game against Phoenix in that series that they four lost. Assists. Four assists. Four assists. That was, and that's what that's I said. And, and that was my thoughts coming into the series is that that's what they that's the approach they have to have. And the good thing about it is even if you're letting Jokic get his, AD is good enough to where it may not be efficient or it may not take over the game or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like AD is still going to be able – to get a block here and there or like just force him into tougher yeah, shots. You want, you want him to come mm-hmm. down and be in the situations where he has to two, three possessions in a row. He might have to take the shot mm-hmm. because instead of switching Jamal Murray on the pick and roll, you show big and you get AD sticking his arm out and then run it back in the paint. And now you got to move the ball back around to Jokic again. You figure you set something else up. Aaron Gordon gets the ball in his hand late in the shot clock. Jeff Green. Yeah, these guys can shoot, but they get the ball at seven seconds in the shot clock. Then you, sure. you you get you get a few cheap possessions that way, but it could backfire. Whereas Jokic just knows, all right, they're gonna let me get 50. I'm not gonna do it. I'm still gonna kick it out of the KCP and have him shoot this shot. Well, I think he has hmm, I don't know how to word this, so I'm just gonna roll with it. I think he has LeBron brain from the standpoint of the high IQ. KCP said like, the same thing. Yeah, like he knows, like he knows when the defense is trying to bait him, or like you know when, like now that they did the Rui thing. Yeah, I think that they, he'll adjust they better to they, that. They, yeah, they showed yeah. that car, so they they that's why you can't start Rui because it's like, oh, we've seen this already. Well, we I was thinking. This. Well, I was thinking that Austin Rivers. <laughs> see, now you got there me it doing is. it. Yes. You got me doing it. I was thinking that Austin Reeves could do the. In this series, and it may not be at that point yet, but eventually he could do the Manu thing where he's that spark off the bench. He's that consistent scorer coming off the bench with the next unit, you know, but I don't think it's that time just yet. But I think that could be something that we see as the series goes on, depending on what I think happens. They, I think they like his energy and his, and his, his you know, I know it's not something they talk about with white basketball players, his athleticism defensively. Where I'm not sure how much defense D'Angelo Russell plays. Is it just because I think he's tall? I think he's about six five, six six. Yeah, he's so six five he, zero. He plays zero defense. So he has his length, and what he does, he pressures you on the offensive end. So it's the whole you know Steph when Steph is running around chasing you. Like he might not be a great defender, but you're gonna chase him. So then when you're on your offensive end, you're like, man, I don't want this ball because I know as soon as we get the rebound, 
I got to chase stuff up the floor. Like right. Shumpert didn't shoot a lot of shots in those series with Cleveland when he was chasing, you know, chasing stuff around. So, like I said, I like. I mean, I'll, it's a like I said, it's a fifty-fifty. I don't think. I think this is probably the most evenly matched one versus seven. We'll see, but similar to the Miami eight versus the eight versus two with uh, Boston. Uh, but like I said, I'll take I'll take the Lakers tonight, just because I think they will adjust and yeah. Jokic <laughs> Jokic is going to get his points. Just they're going to keep him under seven assists. Yeah, I say Lakers try to keep him off the boards. Use AD to keep him off the boards. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if you could play Tristan Thompson at all. I don't know what you can get from him other than just Foul. a six foot ten body and some fouls. Mm-hmm. Maybe he can grab some of those tips. Yeah, just, I mean, maybe he could. He could, you know, grab so, some rebounds. No, maybe maybe he could grab some rebounds and, and inspire somebody else. Like, look at his old man, or like, look at his bum out here. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, you know, dive on the floor for <laughs> yeah. a couple of loose balls. Just some know. energy plays. Just energy plays, get a cheap foul on someone because he's battling for the rebound. And Aaron Gordon pushes him. He gets a cheap foul on Aaron Gordon mm-hmm. off, off a guy who's who's no offensive threat at all. You know, just something like that. I mean, I don't know. What, I don't know what kind of dice you would want willing to roll in the West Conference player, you know, finals. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you need you need a big body to rebound. Effort, size. He's gives you gives you size. We'll see if he gives you the effort. You know what I need. I need to see Jason Tatum do these things in consecutive games. So last year, you know, he struggled a little bit from time to time in the playoffs. Like he would have a 40-point game here, then he would shoot like two for 13 or something like that. You know, so he didn't shoot that bad last night. But there were moments in the waning moments of that game where I felt – traveled two times in a row. Two times in a row. And and I just felt – I just felt – that he didn't want the ball. But before I let you go, I just got to get this out before I forget to say it. I'm glad that I'm not the only person that Joe Mazzula confuses because he confused the hell out of Marcus Smart last night too. <laughs> so I was looking at it. I was watching the game. Um, and I was uh, I was in here doing some custom Air Force Ones. I'm going to see a little mermaid with my daughter. So I'm painting some ones to match my little mermaid shirt. So like I'm in here just, you know, just using my brain, trying to expand it, put a new wrinkle in it. And I'm looking at the game and I'm like, why I'm looking I got the iPad set up. I'm like, why is Pritchard on the floor? Like, how much time left in the game? Hey, you better stop disrespecting Pritchard. We talked about this. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus and I looked like and I saw Marcus Smart's yellow shoes on the um on the bench. And I was like, like I said, I watched the games with the sound down. I was like, does, is he in foul trouble? So I was looking. I'm like, okay, I can't be the only one that notices this. So I turned the volume back up, and I was watching it. And I believe uh, Van Gundy was like, why is Tatum not getting the ball on every possession the way Jimmy Butler's getting it on the Miami end? And I was thinking, like, all right. And then they did the interview in between the third and fourth quarter, and they said the youngest coach in the NBA. I'm like, okay, that's why. <laughs> Young people sometimes just don't understand that. Listen, man, the wheel is already shaped appropriately. Just put some air in it. You don't have to do anything different. Get the bike, put the wheels on it, and ride. Sometimes you just got to put your best players out there 
foul trouble, energy level, if they have stitches, rolled ankle, whatever. Can you go? Then you go. When I saw Pritchard out there with less than nine minutes to go in the fourth, I'm like, why is he out there? Because he and it was, it was the same all, thing. He kept tell. ending up on Jimmy. And you can tell he didn't want to be out there because it was one play he got the ball. And normally when he was out there with the second unit, their last game in the season, and he put up like, I think he made like 13 or put up like 13 threes or made 12 or some crazy number, like made like 11 or some crazy number like that. He was shooting with confidence because he was playing with the second unit against the second unit. He got the ball after I noticed he was still on the floor and he made like, he looked to his left, he made a dribble and immediately passed it to his right. It almost got stolen. I think he got it to Brockton. He barely got the ball at Brockton, then drove to the lane, got a layup, maybe nan one. But that was a split second away from being a steal Miami going out of the way with Gabe Vincent. He's like, why is Marcus Smart not on the floor? Why is the ball not going through Tatum? Even if you alternated possessions, Brown, Tatum, Brown, Tatum, you should have been given Miami consistent looks. When they were up 71 to 59, and then Miami stormed back. Call a timeout. That's where he when, confused me. Call he was trying to do out. the Phil Jackson thing and let them play through. Let him, let but then, but then at the but then at the start of the, like when they were uh they were in the middle of a comeback or a little run in the fourth quarter and he called the timeout and that's where he confuses Marcus Smart and Marcus Smart looked gave him the look like what are you doing? Sometimes it's like you could just you could get two in the analytics and you can tell like some of the words he uses. You can tell he's – I was talking about this with, with the guy at the office, like, in my office. You know he's smart. And people can – you know you know who an intelligent person, a smart person is. But then sometimes people want to show you that they're smart mm-hmm. and give you unnecessary stuff like, oh, look at this new Excel oh, sheet. Oh, look, that I, I know the word that, soliloquy. Like, <laughs> I created this word. Yeah, that's my favorite word. That's one I, I use it today. <laughs> talk about something. That's funny. But, like, look what I created. You know, you can just input this information. Then you hit this button and it spits out this report. I'm like, yo, there's already a website that gives me that report. But he, you can tell he's one of those guys that just tries well, he to just, he just show, says like, things. I, look how smart I am. He says things, and I don't understand. Like, they were, they asked him, like, why didn't you call timeout, like, when Miami started to do their thing, you know. And he was like, well, you know, I used a few timeouts in the first half. I'm like, what that got to do with anything? Like, you got enough timeouts that you had enough timeouts to call a timeout. We have to match the ferocity <laughs> of our intensity and our vulnerabilities and our capabilities yeah, that's like to back the best of our ability. It's like, it's like back in the day, about? you know, I used to always think about Jesse Jackson. It's like the disorganization of the emancipation of the proclamation of the, you know, like, yeah. just, you it's, know, and, and, and that's what all, he does. And maybe, maybe they get it, but I just was like, sometimes you just got to say, yo, we need more effort. <laughs> they're, they're beating us on the hustle plays. Like, Spo doesn't say that. Spo says stuff like, hey, they got too many offensive rebounds. I need you guys to rebound better. That's why we're out there. Hey, that's why you're out there. I need you to rebound better. Why did – so Joe Mazzula confused me again, like, multiple times because I was like, why did he start the game with Horford on Jimmy Butler? Like, that was just wild. And, you know, so so my adjustment that, you know, I was talking about that. Where's Grant Williams? Yeah, like, you've been in the doghouse for a minute. I know. but the, the second unit for you know, weeks now. Well, you know, I know coming into the season, they were trying to work out an extension. So, you know, he is a free agent at the end of this season, you know. But and now they can pay him peanuts if they but want I, to but, keep But him. when I was thinking about this, I was like, okay, like that's another body. So, you know, you 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 put 
from from two fives perspective. You start with Jalen Brown on Jimmy Butler. You know, if Jimmy starts going off, slide Jason over. If he's if he's doing up Jason, put Grant Williams in there on him. You know, it's just another body because I was looking at Horford and Robert Williams, and they were still helping on Bam. I mean, Bam had a good game. You know, he was like nine for thirteen. He had a good game, but I was like, why are y'all sending the second body at Bam? Like Jimmy's the one that's going to do you. Like Jimmy's the one that if he gets going. He's going to, you know, Vincent, Struess, you know, all these dudes are going to be waiting on the wing. Caleb Martin even coming in the game, hitting some threes. So, so like, there, so Jimmy Butler is like the anti-Tatum because Tatum usually comes on late. Jimmy Butler comes yeah. out from the get-go and tries to grab the game by the throat. So he's the one that you send the doubles or the bodies or, you know, you come off that if screen. every team had a guy like Jimmy Butler, the ratings would be through the roof. Yeah. If every if we had 30 Jimmy Butlers, Hemi Butlers, <laughs> Bimmy Jutler, whatever, whatever it is, it's just the way he plays. He's he's fierce. Spo says that he just embodies a team and people go with it. But he just plays hard basketball. Right. right. Analytics probably told the Celtics coaching staff that Bam out of bio has this many turnovers per game when passed out of a double team when he gets the ball on this side. So if he gets the ball on the right side of the hoop, we're going to send a double and he'll throw whatever, something silly That's like that. fine, but if it's not working, you got to do something else, like adjustments. Or like the Bill, you know. the Bill Belichick where he will put the number one corner on the number two guy and then double the number one guy. Like That's right. what they need to be doing. Just right. put, your, put your second defender or your third defender on Bam and let Bam eat and run two people at Jimmy Butler. Make Jimmy Butler give the ball up. Mm-hmm. Make and, him and give it, the ball up because he he's he's not. I'm gonna say he's not valuable off the ball, but he creates so much with the ball in his hand, just fluidly. It's not like it's not a chunky, and he's like he's not overdoing it. He's not trying to make this crazy pass. It's just that you have to respect him. He's gonna drive to the hoop, dump it off to Bam Adebayo, or kick it out to Vincent in the corner. Mm-hmm. Or even when Kevin Love comes in the game, Kevin Love comes in the game, you should have him and pick and roll and just make him just make him work. It's mm-hmm. only so much energy he has in his legs. I think he's, you know, thirty. Yeah, even yeah, he's something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So just just make him work. Kyle Lowry is the boy wonder. He probably's playing like he's twenty eight or twenty nine, but he fouls a lot. Yeah, he fouls a lot. So just put like put these guys in positions where they're not comfortable because what Boston was doing, they were just trying to run their offense versus all right how do we beat this defense and it's like well put get somebody in foul trouble get to mm-hmm. like they were getting to the paint Miami was letting them go like all right cool we're not gonna foul you but just, just like you know, I said Monday playing with their food you know what I mean like they have these chances to take control of something or put a stranglehold on something and they just don't they they always come back in the end you know to win the series or whatever but that's going to come back to bite them and Miami is the because t- I told you Monday you know like they, these teams have played each other two out of the last three years in the Eastern Conference Finals. Miami is not intimidated by that building. Jimmy it, Butler sets his feet last year. They go to the finals. Exactly. It was that simple. If he, set, if he sets his feet for a half second, mm-hmm. maybe takes one slow. He slows up into his dribble and pulls up because he came down. You could tell he was like, I'm going for the three. I'm going for the three. And he just ran to the three-point line and pulled up. Mm-hmm. If he slowly, a la what Steph did in that, in that OKC game in overtime, 
when he slowed up, granted, he shot it from like 35 feet. But the only real buzzer beater we have from, from Steph at the OKC game was a couple of years ago when he won MVP. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he stepped into it that. It was ABC long Saturday three. night. Yeah. Yeah. When he stepped into that long three. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Brother does that. They are in the finals last year in Boston. Is it? So they're going to have to, uh, I want to say, abandon. I would have loved to have seen him against Boston. the Warriors. That would have been awesome to see. That, that would have been fun. That, mm-hmm. that would have been tough. Uh, they just got to abandon the over. Just put your best horses out there and let them race. So, so are you nervous for Boston uh, going forward, or was this? Just I'm not a... because they're at home. They're mm-hmm. at home, and they and they show they can win on the road. So Miami so... isn't a, a, a conglomerate of great scores. So it's not like they're gonna beat you. They're not gonna beat you like Sacramento would. Like you let Sacramento get ahead, you know they might drop 125 points on you like that. So, Miami's so my, still only going to score 112 points. You just got to get to 113. So Miami shot 31 threes last night. How many did they make? 16. 16. Ain't that something? 62% from three. Like, this is nuts. You know what I mean? On the like, road. On the road, game one, in that building with those weird-ass accents. And they were down know? They were down double digits. It's just I know they were down 12 at the beginning of the third. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they were down double digits in the first. So I can't. I can't. Well, well, the, the well, the first half was close up until like the last five minutes of the second quarter, you know, and you know Boston kind of did their thing, but like Miami erased all that within the blink of the eye, like you know. So yo, it was so quick. It was it was so. This dude quick. ain't called timeout. It was. I was like, I looked up, and the crowd's going crazy. Like I said, I, I watched with the sound off. The crowd's going crazy. 7159. I'm like, okay. I look back down. I do a couple more paint strokes. Look back. It's it's 7162. Like, all right, cool. 7165. <laughs> Miami's up 75-72. For the love of God. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I know 12 point leads aren't just safe and just locked. Right, they're not right. like it's not like the NFL where you have a 17 point lead and you pretty much just like, all right. You, you look up and it's like, okay, it's 10 point lead, whatever. But it, I looked over, it's like they down four. I was like, well, you know, there was a play. I, I mentioned the play where Marcus Smart, when uh Missoula called the timeout, and Marcus Smart looked at him like, What are you doing? There was there was a play where Jason Tatum came down the court, like during that spurt. And like the way he was dribbling, you know, like especially in college basketball, they get the ball, they run to that one corner, and the timeout is like basically automatic, like the ref already knew. You know, yeah. like so so Tatum came up the court and he just kind of stopped and looked at the bench like he was just waiting for Missoula or something. He was waiting for the like, whistle. Yo, we gotta stop this bleeding. Yeah, and it just yeah. didn't happen, you know. So I don't know if Missoula is like, hey. Like, let's work through this. Like, it'll make you guys better. But it's like you're in the Eastern Conference Finals now. Like, your team is what yeah. they are in those moments. Yeah, you, you can get better in January. Yeah. You need to execute in May. Like, that's what you do. So, I, I mean, th- does it build resilience? Does it build the, the bounce, not break philosophy of the team? Yes. Is that good for a team to have? Yes. It's not good to have when you're three games away from your season being over. Right. You right. know, you need you need to execute. You can't have like I was. I think they had, they had Peyton Pritchard, Brogdon, and Williams on the floor with Brown and Horford. That was that was a lineup on the floor with about seven minutes left. 
And I'm like, where is Tatum? It should be Tatum. Brown, it's like, are you Boston. waving the white flag already? <laughs> and it was Jalen and, 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 Brown. And I think they were down. They were down by at least nine. Jalen Brown, were, one, for, one for six from three, by the way. Yo, the three, these three point shots, and what I noticed about the three point shot, and I've all, and it's always baffled me every time I watch basketball my entire life, or just the blowouts. When a team is up by 10 or 12 or 15, the role players, they, they get just, they, they get a green light. <laughs> they get that green light. And like, think about, it. look at all, how all of these series, like some of these series have ended. The Memphis Lakers series, 40 points. Then you had the Lakers Golden Warriors State. series, mm-hmm. 27, 30 points, 27 points. Boston just beat Philly's brains out. And with Jason Tatum was shooting that ball, he literally was turning around like, I can't believe that just went in. <laughs> it just was so then when Miami was just, you know, beating on Milwaukee, they just these guys. They just they just heat up, and I think that Boston. That's why Tatum got the two travels because when he scored fifty one against Philly, it was. I mean, I think somebody was underneath most of him. in a game seven in history. Straight up, like you. That's can't crazy how that works. Like these 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 records or whatever don't never break or whatever, and then like one person breaks it, and then next week. You know, we got a whole new record. And everyone was talking about how great Stuff's performance was. And then eight days later, it was like, hey, guess what just happened? Yeah. Well, like maybe it was like, a little longer, maybe like 11 yeah. days. But he, you could just tell when I was watching watching that game seven, it was like when that ball was leaving his hand, it was just super confident. He has to play with that confidence tomorrow night. Every just night. Just let it fly. Just Every let night. it fly. That's what I'm like, saying. There's are, something. You are an MVP candidate on mm-hmm. the team. This is like their fifth or sixth trip to the NCAA yeah. finals. I mean, remember I had him as the MVP. In, He's not you know, even old enough to run a car at the airport yet. Like he <laughs> can't go to account at the airport and run a car without paying the extra fee. And he's like doing, I mean, pretty sure I think he's 25, yeah, 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 but he's, yeah. he just, he just got that privilege and you're having, you know, you can go back to your rookie year when you dunked on LeBron in the Eastern conference finals and flexed on him. Like mm-hmm. rest on those kind of things with, with the third different coach. So what happens I mean, if like they lose this the series? Things. What happens if they lose this series? Like, do they bring, do they move Jalen Brown? Like, what happens? I, you, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Because I don't think, and we'll talk about the draft stuff here. Because you know, shortly. Milwaukee, Milwaukee I don't think any is, teams getting stronger. Yeah, like Milwaukee, like adding a coach. Like I don't know who they're gonna add, but I don't think. He makes whoever it is makes that much of a difference of what Milwaukee is, you know. If they uh, don't add Clay Thompson, you know, Clay Thompson <laughs> you know, somebody Philly, that can just flat out shoot. Philly, you know, Philly, if Harden leaves, about to be one of those teams where uh, free agents don't want to go. Yeah, like Atlanta, are they are they going to move Trey Young? You know, uh, Miami, you know, will be Miami. You know, they'll still be a threat come playoff time, but they're not going to be a one seed. You know, um, the Knicks, like. The, you know. the the Cavaliers be good because they have young talent and they have mm-hmm. a star in Donovan Mitchell. I think Brooklyn would be better because but they still need somebody. They 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 need a I want to say Trey Young or Dame Lillard. I want to use a name. They need someone who plays. They need a Jamal Murray kind of yeah. I can see that best player. 
Like I'm the I'm the I'm the scorer that works hard, and you guys are all not say the supporting cast, mm-hmm. but like just that 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 piece. Like if Donovan Mitchell could get to Brooklyn, like that would make them. If Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell and, a, and a, a, another a sixteen guy that can just get rebounds, like Bismack oh, Lakers- or something like that, if they could get those two pieces of Brooklyn of players like that, mm-hmm. I think they'll be fine. But I don't think they would be a threat to Boston as Boston's currently constructed. Mm-hmm. But if they blow it up, I don't know. I don't know what you, what you expect to get back right. if you blow it up. You're not getting the guys young as Jalen Brown and as talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to worry about this money. Mm-hmm. You're gonna put. Are you going to put $600 million in the two players? Mm-hmm. Do you have that kind of money in Boston? Are you looking the at Lakers, the, the Lakers with the quick 5-0 lead, they get the fast Yo, break. I'm way behind you. They get the fast break on the first play, and then Austin Reeves, not Rivers, for three on the second possession. You know, but yeah, I think, but yeah, I think that's what it is. Like Boston is just, you know, um, they should be, like we talked about this, they're, they're constructed in a way that this era of basketball, this is how your team should be constructed. Like maybe you could have a better shooter than Marcus Smart at the point, but, you know, but the way he plays defense, you know, makes up for his lack of shooting. That's what I'm saying. You could just put him on Jimmy Butler. I think Boston is, with Al Horford, his way he intelligently plays defense Mm -hmm. and his timely shot making, Robert Williams with his, tenacity around the rim and his energy because i think he's only six nine mm-hmm. i think that's a good i think that's your good defense at the rim tatum and brown are yeah. i mean like i said they're perfect size basketball players they play well off of each other doesn't seem to be a lot of ego there or if at all maybe you need a little bit more edge from each one of them can put you over the edge to put you in situations where you're not potentially going down too well at home in the Eastern Conference Finals, but they've shown a lot of resilience. Like they've come back from three two, they beat Giannis down three two, and now the MVP MVP and beat. Granted, and I don't the, think he was as healthy as you know right, you need him right. to be. And, that, and that's the crazy part. Like they always come back, but they put themselves in the holes. It seems like you know because Tatum did this last year. He had the forty six point game in Game Six against Milwaukee. And, you know, Middleton was out, of course, but then, you know, they win game seven and it's like, oh yeah, like I've seen enough, like this team is going to the championship. And then of course they meet up with the Warriors and like, I figured the Warriors experience would be the reason that the Warriors won. But there was a moment where I was like, before the series started, where I was like, yo, Boston might win this series. Game four, they could have gone up three, one. I think it was a few possessions where just... Golden State, like Doc yeah. Rivers said, it's a make or miss league. And I think Golden State just made a few extra plays that, Steph, you know. Steph Curry uh, turned into Stephon Curry, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, <laughs> I mean, that 43 points was huge, but it would it could have been 40 points and, who knew, bad pass. It could have been 40 points and still a loss, and they were up 3-1. Mm-hmm. So, 7 nothing Lakers. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, I'm at 10-34. Yeah, I'm at 10-18, you know, but. Yeah, so you know, but I think I think it is what it is. I think Boston is still going to win this series. I think they're still the better team. But now I'm not so sure if I think they're going to win the finals just because like whoever they run into, I think whoever comes from cuz I I think everybody from what I've been hearing just online, not necessarily on TV, but just online, everybody seems to have thought that Philly and Boston was the finals. 
you know, like whoever won that series was going to win a championship. I never, but I don't, I don't understand I don't know, it. I don't know why people felt that way about Philly, but it was the same why, thing when people in, in football. I had a guy tell me that the winner between San Francisco and the Eagles is going to win the Super Bowl. I was like, no. You forgot about the real him. <laughs> like, like, what more does one person have to do? And the same thing out west. I think you like you got to look at like, yo, Jokic is a two-time MVP, and his team is the number one seed, mm-hmm. and they play like they play together. Yeah, that's that's very important. And same way Boston does. Miami plays with energy, and they play with passion, and obviously togetherness. But I think the Celtics they never fall apart. It's just the coach does seem to make a mistake here and there, for lack of better words. Mm-hmm. But speaking so, of mistakes, how about all these teams who lost all these games hoping to get that big French dude? You know what? Screw you, Portland, and screw you, Dallas. I Hey, 2-5 daily. I talked about this the other day, but I'm going to reiterate. You know, Dallas still had a chance to get to the play-in. Raph was clowning me for having the hope. But the whole point that I made the other day, is, which I'm going to repeat again, is that we got a seven seed in the conference finals, and we got an eight seed in the conference finals. So there ain't no reason for Dallas to have thrown in the towel. Portland quit with like three weeks left in the season. They were just like, yo, no mas. And, you know, you know, Dame, you heard me complain about my fan duel. And Dame and Jeremy Grant didn't even play in a game because they took too long and their flight got delayed. You know, screw Portland. You're at number three where you where you deserve. And I like Portland, but y'all just pissed me off. But with that being said, you know, real quick before we hit the draft, like, so, you know, you know, I always complain about how everybody wants the Knicks to be good. Like, am I the only one that want the Bulls to be good? Like, I am I the only one that cares are, about the Bulls? I think after people saw the last dance and the way they ran Jordan out of town, I think people are okay with the Bulls not being good because it's their own I just fault. want the Bulls to win a championship without Jordan because I wasn't a Jordan fan. But anyway, um, yeah. so Spurs with the number one draft pick, Air France. Coming to your boy's hometown. I will be there. Those tickets are going to be ridiculous. I saw something today that said if Wibinyama would have, if Charlotte would have got, gotten the number one pick, that the Charlotte Hornets value would have gone up $500 million. I saw that. I saw that. You know what? Like, Charlotte's history tells me that if they got the number one pick, they wouldn't even have picked Wibinyama. <laughs> They would have traded. They would have traded. You know, Vladdy Divac. You know, they were giving up Kobe Bryant to get Vladdy Divac. So now that that's we a have real a- thing that happened, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know <laughs> yes, if people knew that's yeah. how Kobe got to L.A. They traded Vladdy Divac, yeah. who was probably about forty. At least he looked forty. He always looked forty. I don't know how old he was when he got to leave, but he looked forty <laughs> off the plane. Yeah, they so- traded him <clears throat> to L.A. for Vladdy. So the new question of the draft is. Who goes number two? Number two, Charlotte. Yeah, I've heard, so have... you got Brandon Miller and you got Scoot are the two people that are. The, I don't think you go point guard. You know, and well, you know, so I was thinking about this and, you know, like I don't think it hurts to have another ball handler because, you know, but I do, I do think that if you get Scoot, I don't know how he fits with Lamelo because Lamelo can shoot, but I don't know if Lamelo is a good he's enough a, shooter. He's a he's a point guard. He's a, yeah. He's your he's your traditional point guard with offensive flair. Yeah. He's not your point guard 
he's not your Chris Paul point guard. He's not your Mike Conley kind of point guard. Yo, Jokic be running up the court fast as shit on defense to not play no defense. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. You just gotta you gotta just make a presence. You gotta be intimidating. Uh so you got that. Yo, he was so quick with that spin move. He was in the paint when he got the ball back. <laughs> yeah. So Charlotte, I mean, you got San Antonio taking Yumiyama. Mm-hmm. I think Charlotte would go Scoot. No, nah, I don't think so. Because you, you don't think you Scoot? Got, you got Rogier still, right? Unless they're getting rid of him. I think he's probably out of there. But that's the problem. Everybody's out of there. That's and that's why these teams in the NBA. Everybody's all, out of there. <laughs> everybody's out of there all the time, and and that's that's something that just bothers me. And this is why these same teams always draft at the top. Adrian Wojnarowski, you know Woj, he broke something uh, to maybe it might help the parity of the league, and you know maybe some of his talent was spread out. But it's going to be difficult for teams to keep three guys. Uh-huh. So if you can get three young guys that are talented, you might not have to play against, you know, say Dame Lillard figures out a way to get to Utah. I mean, uh, um, Utah or (laughs) Kyrie Irving or Kyrie Irving figures out a way to get to LA or even someone like James Harden figures out a way to get to Dallas or something along those lines or somebody, one of these guys, one of these star free agent guys get to Phoenix because they're not going to be able to have the money to, uh, to, to pay for all these players. So I think Charlotte, Hopefully, if they make the right pick, and you just start building and let 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 the pyramid get built, it's gonna take a while. It's gonna take a while to craft all these stones out of sand. So get the best player available. Guy's been to college, Brandon Miller, six nine. Don't try to reinvent the wheel. Just put big young bodies out there that can run. He's only six, he's only two hundred pounds, so you might have to bulk him up a little bit. But you, you know what kills me. It kills me when people talk about the draft. So they were talking – I was listening to two people debate about um, Brandon Miller or Scoot at number two. And, you know, like they're like, Brandon Miller's a whole year and a half older than Scoot. And I'm like, so what, he's 21? Like what are we talking about here? Like you know what I mean? So, um, you know, but of course the, the Thompson twins, you know, have been getting some hype as well. You know, Amin and Asur. You know, um, Amin's more the playmaker – Asor is the scorer of the two, you know, even though Ahmed can score, you know, um, I heard, I heard this was wild. So, you know, they, they said that um, Ahmed is like high school Sean Livingston. And then they were talking about the score that Asor is. And I saw somebody compare him to John Wall. And I was just like, hold up. I don't think this means what you're saying that it means, (laughs) you know, but, but the draft gets real interesting at number three, like, what does Portland do? You know, they're probably going to trade that pick, I'm assuming. You know, but what can they get Port- back? Because uh, you know me, I came up with two people. So Portland at three. You want a guy out of college, Cam Whitmore out of Nova, six seven. I like him a lot. Forward, 230. Mm-hmm. That's a big body. You pair him with Jeremy Grant. Keep Dame Lillard. I don't know why everybody's trying to get Dame Lillard to fill Because I don't think Dame is here for another rookie. Dame's not here for another rookie. Dame doesn't have any choice. Dame got a choice. You know, I mean, they got you know, like um, they got uh, Shaden Sharp last year. You know, who showed some flashes throughout the season. He played well at the end when the tank was on. You know, but um, I think Dame is like, can y'all at least try or act like? you're going to get me some help or, you know, another, maybe not even a star, but like 
a CJ McCollum level type player. You know what I mean? We saw what happened when we had me and CJ McCollum. Let, let, let's get somebody else. So I got two people in mind. Like, I mean, like I said, I like, I like the getting a big body in there because you have Dame as a smaller guard. He can play off the ball. He can stretch the floor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they have young talent. They got Anthony Simons. I'm not sure what Nurkic does. I don't know why. He, he's, he's probably always, out of there. He's always hurt. Um, either Portland just has to go full rebuild mode and take whatever best deal they can get for Dame. Like, yo, respectfully, mm-hmm. we're going to ship you off mm-hmm. to – insert your favorite team into that. I don't know where you would send them. I don't know who would be able to give up the draft capital. They can't they can't do what the Warriors did. You know and it might be two years too late too. They might they they, they maybe, might have been better off maybe. sending him when he was before he hit 30. They they can't do what the Warriors did where you know they went Wiseman and got Wiggins but then got Moody and Kaminga as well. And they were playing both sides like the future and right now. You know, we're going to win another championship and we're going to have our future. Like, it usually doesn't work out that way. So I think Portland is at a place 2K style. You trade Dame and get your own team in there. Like, because Portland, are, are they're not going to attract free agents. James, Hort- James Harden is not going to Portland. You know what I mean? For example. So, you know, you got to start somewhere and you got to hope that you can get somebody, either get somebody generational that's going to come in there and be the next generation of Portland Trailblazers. Or you have to find a way to get somebody like, say, Defraud the Frozen or, you know, Black Brad Beal, you know, you know, from. Yeah, that's you the know. thing. I don't I don't think I don't think they have the leverage to make those kind of deals because the, your your most valuable trade piece is in order. This number three pick. Mm-hmm. I think that's valuable. Mm-hmm. Dame Lillard. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant. Maybe, maybe Simons, he, maybe, maybe Simons. Yeah, but I yeah. think he ended the year injured. He did. Mm-hmm. He he did flash when Bain was out. Mm-hmm. But you're essentially, I don't know if you can play both of them on the floor at the same time. But see, I think Portland's because I'm not because... sure if they if they do. I don't know how they play in Portland because well, it, I think Simons they don't is... have the players that seem to fit. They like the way Boston's team is set up to be successful with just. You are this size, and this is what you provide for us. So you, I think, are this Simons size. is. I don't know if Portland think, does that. I think Simons is Jordan Love status. You know, it's like, what do we have? You know what I mean? Like, he might be our point guard of the future, but we don't know. You, these NBA teams, you you got to go young, get the right coach in there, and, and just make it make it happen. I know it sounds you know easier said than done, but. Phoenix is a prime example of like swinging for the fences to get KD mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. and depleting your team. Dumb. Like I'll bring I'll bring up the Carmelo point. The Knicks and Carmelo, hey, the Knicks and Carmelo <laughs> is like he like yo they traded you in the middle of the season. They gutted. You could have just waited. You could have just waited and had Wilson Chandler and all these other role players. They were, you would have had the pick of the litter, and then you could get rid and of you whoever. Still would have been in New York. You could have done yep. what AD did. Basically, and maybe you win another playoff game. series. You sit on the bench and then you go to you go to New York, you get whatever check you can get, and you still have your supporting cast. And, and then and then you got word on the street that, you know, at number four, the Houston Rockets may trade Jalen Green. You know, and, and I guess if they would do that, it's under the guise that they think James Harden is coming. You know, again, but what does that but why? what does that do? What does what does that do for either party? 
It does nothing. All it does is get James Harden the ability to average 30 again. And But that's you know, the thing. He can't do it. He had plenty of games without Embiid. What it, what's his numbers when Embiid didn't play? Embiid missed I don't know, but he had 45 games. in game one against Boston. And game he did, one. And he did another – Game uh, one. He had another good game. I think he had another 40-point – or like a 30-point game in game five. You know, he uh, averaged, when they went up 3-2. He averaged like nine points in the last like two games. Mm-hmm. He got nine points in game seven. So – I don't care what you did in game one. Those <laughs> points don't transfer over. You got me nine <laughs> points. And that's the thing. He, it just might not be. And everybody doesn't get deep playoff runs. T-Mac didn't get one except when he signed with the Spurs. No, he didn't get one. He They signed he didn't him. Get a good, no, yeah, they signed, signed him, late. him late. Like, yeah. Like, so like, he like, never like, had like a long they were playoff already run. In the, I think they were already, like, in the conference finals when they signed him. Yeah. So they, <laughs> he didn't a, he's never got a long playoff run. Yeah, so so Melo's never had a long one, so it's like some people it just might not be in their cards. Yeah, you know? Houston, if Houston trades Jalen Green, you heard it here first. Sports reports is ordered. They're idiots, you know. Then at number five, you got one of the teams that I wanted to get the number one draft pick, Detroit, the Pistons. You know, they got some stuff going on there, some young talent. So I would have liked to see Wimbenyama with Wimbenyama with uh, Kate Cunningham. You know, Jaden Ivey. You know, they got Duran. They got uh. Um, they picked up Wiseman from Golden State. You know, know they got one they, of the. I don't know how they ended up fifth. I know they got one of the Bobans or one of the Badanoviches. They got one of them. Um, you know, so Detroit has some talent that I think. And I know Detroit has cap money, but they do have cap money. Yep, they have cap money. But do, Detroit, you, do you have enough on your team with Jay Nivey, Kay Cunningham, Wiseman? The last big contract you signed jeremy grant he's already in portland you signed blake griffin before that he was he was shipped out and bought out pretty pretty quickly mm-hmm. to get to brooklyn yeah are you um, managed properly the the you know um uh, they're another team that i would like to see come back you know um i haven't been to detroit but i'm very fond of the city so you know i would like detroit to get back in the mix you know and then at number six you know you got orlando the first of two picks. They have number six and number 11. So I'm thinking package number six, maybe Jalen Suggs or one of your young players that has been somewhat disappointing, you know, and you get something back, like not necessarily a star, but you just get a solid piece that can come, that can come back and start. Because you got the front court, you know, you got Wendell Carter, you got uh, Paolo Bancaro, you got the Wagner, so, you know what I mean? Like, the front court is set. You know, I think they just need a, a shooting, a guard that can shoot. I'm calling Utah, and I'm trading the Jalen Suggs to Utah for Danny Ainge. <laughs> Come work in my front office. That's different. Help us out. <laughs> I mean, like, obviously you can't do that. But it just – you're – you have so many of these draft picks, Jalen mm-hmm. Suggs, you have – they had a what you said, Wagner. It's like, do you have the right coach? Do you have the right philosophy? Or were, was everybody tanking for this number one pick and didn't? I mean, didn't bother to develop. They, they finished. They finished pretty close to the play-in. Well, everyone's close to the play-in in the East. No, well, Charlotte wasn't. <laughs> Twenty teams make the playoffs, but I mean. 
like were you is it better off for you as a team to just try to win and develop your players and not worry about the following year's draft because when Biyama's going to go to San Antonio who who, who are you pairing him with Keldon Johnson okay so they're going to go 22 and 60 <laughs> you know it's like it's not just about just getting the right pick it's about getting the right fit right uh but if you get these young guys you just got to play them you got to plan you got to put them out there and you they got to learn so yep. i mean you're at six can you pack yeah. this together and maybe get the three because yeah, Portland's like like we don't we don't have anybody here but mm-hmm. the orders portland say yeah let's get the third best player in the draft or the best player available at that point right and maybe right. use him you Portland, you you draft Scoot Henderson, and you talk to Phoenix about maybe getting DeAndre Ayton out of there. You know, you make a move like that because I there's only a few players that you know we we've seen throughout the playoff run that are going to be valuable mm-hmm. pieces that are going to move. Yeah, Ayton, Chris Paul is. I mean, he's another year older, and he keeps getting soft tissue injuries. Mm-hmm. I don't think they heal the same. Like, I hurt my back making my bed like a month ago. I was at the chiropractor last week, so it's like I was—I had to fit his sheet, and I had to—I was yanked up on the on the mattress because it's in the, my bed's in the corner, so I had to yank up on the mattress. So yeah, I'm, okay, I'm okay. Old. I'm old. <laughs> Chris Paul, Chris Paul, and I could have been in high school together. So he's not that much younger than I am. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that groin injury is gonna hurt then, him until July. Yeah, Ty- Tyrese. So there's not a lot of pieces that can, that you can move. Tyrese Halliburton didn't look too thrilled with Indiana having the number seven pick. Well, I mean, he's gonna get traded anyway. Oh, is he? So that's what Indiana does. Indiana, just, oh, you getting kind of good? Oh, the Lakers gonna get Buddy Hield? Oh, remember that talk? That talk. It was it was incendiary. And so, so they got, they got to do something with that. Miles Turner though. Like he's got the whole like John Collins thing going on. He on the trade block every year. Don't end up nowhere. Nobody makes the call. Like they got to do something. Like Indiana, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown in Boston. He's always mixed in because there's only a select. There's a lot of players out there, but everybody wants to make this best killer deal. But most times teams end up making deals like the Rudy Gobert deal where one player moves, a bunch of names and picks moves the other way, and it doesn't really add that much value to the mm-hmm. other team because the Lakers can talk all they want about their trade pickups. Austin Reeves is already on the team. Schroeder is already on the team. They He could have signed his deal last year. Mm-hmm. The Browns on the team, AD was on the team. Yeah, Vanderbilt came in to give you a little spark, but Beasley hasn't done much. No, he was you the know, one that I liked in the trade. Besides Russell, Russell, Russell's done his thing, but I mean, you could have kept KCP instead of trading Russell Westbrook and get and gotten the same production. So I think people are just kind of enamored with the idea of trades. They could trades make you better. For the most mm-hmm. part, we haven't really seen one really be that impactful. Most so free then, agent moves work, but that's about it. So then you got the Washington Bullets at number eight. Bradley Bill said, just going to sit there and just keep collecting checks. Two, what, Black, get Black maybe? Brad out of here. Get him out of here. Not going nowhere. Get them, They should have They should have just never paid him last year. That's what they should have Listen, been. man, you're only going to sell nine or 10000 to, to go draft Johnny Davis. You go get nine. I'm better than Johnny. I'm better than Johnny Davis. You're going to get like nine to 11,000 tickets sold. So, so they got to watch. 
excuse me, they got to watch somebody. So, you know, um, yeah, because, you know, the, the Wizards have a decision to make, you know, you know, what do you do with uh, Kuzma? You know, because, you know, he's coming to do a big payday. You got uh, you got K- you got big KP, you know, Porzingis. You know, so is that is that just your big three of the future, I guess? I mean, Brad got to no, go. You No, no. Portland, no. call me with number three. You're not getting, you're not, who's making that deal? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like most of, most of the stars in the league, if the star is 28 or under, the only reason he would be on the move is because there's a problem with him and his current team. There is a problem most, with him. He's always hurt and he's not Most of good. your stars, most of your stars are 30 and up. So am I going to give up? Am I giving up any of my young players for Dame Lillard to get him to my team? Am I giving up Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, and four future first round picks are you, are you to Portland up, for Dame Lillard? No. Are you giving up Jalen Brown? <laughs> I'm not giving up Jalen Brown. I'm not. I'm not trading Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. I'm not breaking that up because I have an organic duo. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know I heard something side note. You know, I heard something funny today is somebody suggested that Chris Paul go back to the Clippers. I heard that same thing, but I'm like, just, a, just another they, broke body. <laughs> I, think, I think Chris Paul realistically should retire. Yes, he needs to go home, be a family man. You know what I mean? Be be like some kind of front office dude for somebody at some point. Maybe yeah, be he, a coach at some an, point. I know he was an NBA uh, NBA PA president. I just think it's just, just realistically, you if you want a championship, if that if that's your goal, then you have to expect to play from October until June. Mm-hmm. Depends on what team you go to. Uh, what we got here? Oh, that's a good block. It's inside of his arm. Hit his face. He's good. Don't be reviewing that. Oh, they're reviewing it. I'm so sick. You know, you know they reviewed it. Uh, this is the new NBA that y'all love. You know, like he uh, went up, got a good block. He didn't hit him in the head. Uh, so yeah, like I mean, you're gonna have to build your team through the draft because there's only so much money you're gonna keep paying to Kevin Durant. There's only so much money you're gonna keep paying for Kyrie. There's only so much money you're gonna pay for Dame and Russ and all those other guys. They are 31, 32, 33. Steph Curry is 35. Yeah, he he's is. on the trading block. Is like, what are you? You're gonna trade for a 35 year old guy and and pay him for three years and think it depends you on who you him, are and you got to pay him 35 million at least you got to hey, pay him at least James Harden's not James Harden if you're, if you're right 35.6 million dollar his, yeah. his his player option was 35.6 million dollars you deny 35.6 because <laughs> you want more than 35.6 so who got a uh, 35.6 I don't know but so who's got number nine Raph? Them, Good old jazz. They're gonna go yeah. out there, pick a nice solid player, probably from somewhere like Finland or <laughs> Slovenia, something like that. Oh, of course they got well, free you know, throws. you know, they they need a little bit of everything, you know. Um, so I think any pick, there's no pick that's off limits for the jazz. Yeah, and I think they'll get some nice guy. They'll probably get the you know, Utah's good for drafting white guys, it's just good for their demographic. <laughs> So this guy Grady Dick, they might make him change his last name because he's going to Utah. Or go by a hey, different name. That could be a solid pickup for the Jazz. That could be a solid That's a pickup. Terrible flagrant foul call because he got I the agree. ball. 
I agree. He stuck his arm out, got the ball, and got his arm. But we got a game. You know, it's currently 25-23 Denver with 2.14 left in the first quarter to Raph's surprise. But, uh, you know, I like I like Grady Dick there. I don't know if he necessarily goes that high. I like uh, Jordan Hawkins, you know, from UConn, you know, the shooter. You know, I like Anthony Black from Arkansas to Utah. So, you know, I think Utah, no pick is off limits for them. I think that they yeah, could do a lot I of different Grady things. I think Grady Dick going nine makes sense because – because he's Something white that's and it's Utah. It's white as Utah or somebody foreign <laughs> or Danny Ainge, no Danny Ainge, he'll fleece it in and he'll trade back to 14. I don't know. What D Wade gonna say about that? D D Wade already did his D when he hooked LeBron up with all those extra <laughs> players took on Russell's contract and then bought it out. You know, then uh, you got then you got um Braff bought up Kyrie Irving, you got the Mavs, the other ignorant disgusting tanker at number 10 you know is Kyrie coming is back like, what, what were you what were you expecting to get like okay so you had to give up the draft pick if you would have made the playoffs mm-hmm. well what are you getting by keeping the pick at least if you made the playoffs you could sell out three or four more home games get a few more million dollars if that's the case but I mean, what are you gonna get? Like a, you know, one of these big power forwards that's in college probably average, you know, 10, 12 points or some a game. Like, what are you gonna get? You know, you got a guy average eleven points a game. Yeah, it's not high enough for them to move it, probably. Yeah, so it, it's I think it you're gonna we're gonna see a lot of picks. I know a lot of these G Leagues and the overtime elite league, the knock on them is something I heard about the Thompson twins is like they're 21 years old playing against 18 and 19 year olds. Mm-hmm. So is it just, do you, are you good or do you look good because you're playing against, I won't say inferior competition, but you know, but less people that people that you should be better than. Yeah. Less mature competition. And you've been playing in these, these travel leagues and these things for so many years, you know, overtime league Sorry, I was a website. Good <laughs> pass. And they, they got enough money. The Angelo <laughs> Russell did something weird. And that's why you're chuckling. Ooh, that might have been clean. I don't know. I got to see that replay again. All right. I'm at 121. I'm at (laughs) 9.6. All right. So I'll chill for a minute. But yeah, so so like, is Kyrie coming back? I mean, that's the number one question. You know, uh, Christian, maybe you could get a sign and trade with somebody, you know, to get a better fitting piece. You know, Christian Wood is out of there, I'm guessing. You know. um, And that's the thing is like, why? Like, why? are they consistently just letting players go like develop these players, try to make it work. Tell Luca to pass the ball with 14 seconds left in the shot clock and don't dribble it down to seven, you know, or have Luca play off the ball. Like there's so many, there's so many things that these playoff teams are doing. Most of these playoff teams have one or two stars. The team that had three stars in Phoenix didn't make it because they didn't have a bench. What's up with junior? You know, Tim Hardaway Jr. It's just, it's probably sick of being on the trading block. Yeah. Or always probably being mentioned in a trade. Um, but he's one of those, like, he's a, he's a so, role so, like, so player. These think, guys are role players. You just, so do you think Dallas is an option to move up? I, I don't, unless you can package it. Because I don't know if any, like, I don't think there's a, I don't know how deep. This this draft is as far as NBA NBA circles. I don't know if they look at it like yo, 
I got this many I think, players. I think they think that it's about a three or four player draft so that's far. Clean. That's yeah, clean. that's what yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was clean too, but they didn't give it to him. They didn't uh, challenge it. No. Uh but but I think that um yeah, I, th- I thought it was clean. That's what that's what I was talking about when I said yeah. that was clean. Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, so at the end of the first quarter, 27-27, Jokic with nine, two, and two. So definitely not 12 rebounds. You know, J- Jamal Murray with eight points on two of six shooting. For the Lakers, Austin Reeves, seven points, two of six from the floor. D'Angelo Russell came through with six points in the first quarter, so maybe he can play a little bit. You know, Anthony Davis with two points, three rebounds, and two assists. LeBron James, because I know y'all want to know what he did. You know, two points, three boards, and one assist. So let me stop that. But uh, you know, <laughs> but but you know, then you got Orlando at eleven again. You know what I mean? So um, so I was thinking, package the first one, maybe keep this one. But you know, if I'm Orlando, I might even explore trading both of these picks because you know you need to get a veteran in there now. You know, uh, I don't think a veteran does you any good though. It just depends on who the veteran is. I'm not saying go get Bruce Brown or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I I would I say I would say stick with the get your young young Trust team the process. together. Trust the process, but without <laughs> taking, just without taking. Like you're you have two picks in the top twelve. Yeah, you it's a potential that you can move up because I think there's a couple of teams. So you from six to three, I think is a possibility, and then from eleven. To seven, 11 to eight is also a possibility. So you can potentially end up with two of the top eight players in this draft. Yo, go ahead and uh, by moving a couple of pieces you have that you feel you know don't have trade subs, trade subs, and something else and get Jalen Green if, if he's on the board. I mean, I don't know why, unless he's just. Because I heard John Wall in the interviews on a podcast, and he was talking about how he was saying that he was telling, trying to, you know, try to school the young guys on Houston. He was like, "Listen, man, y'all can't behave like this if y'all on a different team." He didn't really get in the details. He just was like, "Yo, if you on a different team, you be cut." You know that mm-hmm. behavior. So maybe it's like a maturity piece in the locker room. Well, they had a young coach too, so you know completely over his head coach too yeah so now and you they, know they gotta they got a coach that's been to the finals so you gotta respect coach him. has been in the finals you gotta respect them and he like six something you know six eight or something so he'll whoop your ass yeah he's a big dude yeah so like <laughs> you won't be able to come in there with your shiny belts yeah and... keep, keep keep doing your shit kevin porter jr you yeah know so like See what he made does to you yeah, yeah. You so, know? and so i think that's 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 a benefit too and he might take your girl that. yeah will knock down your girl like <laughs> and no then you got problem. okc at 12 like I'm, if i'm okc i might try to trade somebody like you know what yeah, i mean like I'm, yeah. you don't need another rookie out of 12 and yeah, you, you got you got ch- and you bring him a check back yeah you, you bring a check back you got you know? sga all, hey. all nba so that's the new battle right you know you got magic bird you got Braun and mellow now you got wimbin yama and holmgren you know what i'm saying this is the new rivalry both of them combined Weigh about like, two hundred or hey, but they like fifteen like feet tall. You know what I'm saying? Like they probably like yeah, fifteen feet tall, three hundred ninety <laughs> pounds. Wimbayama is taller Skittiest than me. You ever. know what I'm saying? Like so, you know, like this is wild. But yeah, um, if I'm OKC, I don't need another rookie. Like for what? Like now, you know, I mean, I don't know what you could get for the number twelve pick nowadays. But somebody like Chicago might want to move up or something, or because you know they were um, in the lottery, but because of the Vucevic trade. 
That's why Orlando ended up with number 11. So I maybe you can move Orlando can move a guy like Bol Bol. I think OKC could move one of the, one of those guys is kind of like just kind of holding up a spot on your bench. Yeah, I think you can move one of those one of those guys. Uh, but I think I think you're good. They they might be one of those teams that could bring in a vet. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what role you know a vet off the you know second unit. But yeah. Like I said, most most after a certain amount of picks, man, the talent's gone. Like the the the, the top, you know, franchise change in talent is already gone. Is mm-hmm. they're all developmental after ten, you know. So are you in the mode of development, or are you trying to get, you know, you well, trying I mean, to get into the play next year? You trying I mean, to get the forty one, forty two wins. You were in the play in this year. You're yeah. going to go go for the six seed. You know, yeah. go for the Are five you, seed. So can you move? I mean, like you're going to keep SGA. You're going to keep Giddy. You're going to keep Jalen Williams. You know what I mean? Like, like you're going to pull Puskeski guy or whoever. Because yeah, he's maybe like a seven you for guy. Hey, send him down. Him. Send him down here to play with Wimby. You know what I'm saying? Air France. I mean, it might it might be one of those things or one of these Williams guys, Jalen, Jalen with the E or Jalen with the I. No, nah, keep I don't know which one is which, but keep Jalen with the hair. <laughs> they both got the hair. No, nah, but he got the weird ass the hair. Dark like, skin one, the the dark the, skin one or light yeah, skin one. Yeah, yeah, the dark skin one. He got the 1980s hair. Oh, the, the light skin one's hair is just as just as chaotic. He, he, he got he got like the, the Richard Pryor, like, you know, before he like you know, blue dry, blow dried it or something. You know, um, then yeah, you got, so, then you got Toronto at thirteen. You know, like Toronto needs to make some moves. Probably, like I thought, Van Bleet, for example, like I think that's a move that Phoenix should explore potentially. Like I don't, you know, don't do the James Harden thing, but you know, they could get like a Van Bleet. He could be your Chris Paul replacement. You know, still plays gritty defense. You know, like can shoot a little bit. Um, you know, what do you do, like? You got Scotty Barnes, Siakam, and OG Adenobi, which are basically a bunch of long arm freaks that I just don't think fit very well together overall. So like one of the three gotta go. And it ain't Scotty Barnes since he's the or youngest one. You 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 just change up the role. Cause these Well, these they tried to trade Adenobi, they tried to trade Adenobi at the deadline. You know, Memphis almost had a deal for him. Not I just, I think you change up their role on the team. You 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 keep the length. And you just say, okay, listen, I, I need you to be more of a scorer. Or I know I know people around the league, they're always big on Siakam. A lot of teams are really big on foreign players, especially African players. I know a lot, a lot of people, you know, they like the work ethic and everything else. Mm-hmm. So he might be a piece you could move. He might be a piece you can move to a team, say, like, I don't know what Phoenix has for assets. I don't know what they could give you. Probably not much. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, Philly, maybe Philly is looking to maybe pair – and B, what you know, a, another guy like that, and just give the team over to Embiid and Maxi. Maybe they can move Tobias Harris. You get your offensive guy in Orange and be a young, your young gun. I don't know if you really want to trade in conference, not necessarily in division, but I mean, at know, this I just, stage, I don't think it matters because they're not contending anyway. Yeah, you're not contending, so just go young. Like all these teams that are already young in the top ten, just try to get the most talent you can get. Pairing with the right kind of coach, mm-hmm. 
and and press forward. Like these guys you drafted in the top five and six over the last few years, you draft them that high for a reason. Mm-hmm. So give an opportunity if you got to move a couple of guys out to to lessen the intimidation. Maybe you have like you got for example in Orlando, you got Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony. Maybe you move one of those guys and say, hey, "This is you now." You move one of those guys and you get a role player that comes in off the bench that doesn't compete with them for minutes, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of give them that confidence boost. You know, Houston, yeah. you know, you got like Houston, like those kind of moves. You got Toronto. Toronto was just one of those teams that you had a good run. You fired your coach. Um, I think now that the the draft is laid out, I'm not sure any of these other teams, like a team without a coach needed that first pick. <laughs> Yeah, now they just extended Pop by like 10 years, you know. Yeah, so he and then Pop was gonna be like, all right, cool, we're gonna run this uh we run it for Wimbiama. They might mm-hmm. even give him 21. Nah, they're not gonna do that. <laughs> and then and then to finish it all off, you got the Pels. Like, so I was Trey that- Zion Williamson. Someone's gonna jump. If you can trade him legally with the contract, trade him, move him. Get some pieces. Get them, America. Get them, America. literally going to just sit on your bench and steal your money. I was thinking that, you know, they could be another – I mean, you can't have this many trades, I guess, but I don't really think they need to pick either. No, they don't. They, they, They could make a pick there if they want, but I say for the sake of your team, I package that pick and Zion Williamson. And I'd call, I'd call Houston to get a couple of their players. Hmm, that would be interesting. I mean, I guess, like, if the Pelicans do have to draft somebody, I guess I like Keontae George out of Kansas State. Like, that would probably be the move. You know, a shooter, a good guard, you know, starting two guard probably, you know, um, that'll solidify and finish your starting lineup probably. So I guess that could be the one move that – or if Jordan Hawkins is still there, maybe you grab him, but – you know, I think that they don't necessarily need the pick. You know what's going to happen with all these teams that don't really need the pick? They're going to get some foreign player and just put them on ice for two years. Mm-hmm. Very similar to what San Antonio did for years. Um, I think who else? San Antonio was, they were like the masters of doing that, keeping yeah. down ice for a couple of years. I think Dallas did it a couple of times. Every team that had a little bit of success with a foreign-born player, they were drafting guys and putting them on ice, never get them to the league. So I think that kind of is probably going to be the case because most of these teams, without without the <laughs> bargain agreement, without the salary cap, is going to be the same teams at the top. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have Phoenix. Phoenix going to have to fill out their roster somehow. So DeAndre Ayton on the move is going to hook them up. Like, I think if they honestly sit down and say, yo, unless you think you can make it work with that big three, I don't know how the money works. Mm -hmm. But if you think you can make it work, because they play it. That was a wide open lane. Oh, wow. That was you chuckling at LeBron blew that layup. Mm -hmm. No, no, that wasn't what I was chuckling about. I was chuckling. I don't even remember what I was chuckling about. Oh, I was chuckling about the shot Jokic hit. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, how does he do this? Like, it makes no sense at all. Like, every shot that he takes makes no sense. 
I think but, that's the part that makes makes it. Make I don't sense. even think like, I saw LeBron. Uh, I didn't even see that until they just now showed the replay. I didn't even notice that in real time. Like I was sitting up yeah. here actually focusing on what you were saying, like I'm supposed to. Yeah, I, have, <laughs> so I got the iPad right here. Like, so I get the sound down. Yeah. Uh, like I said, these these teams, the NBA, they have their draft lottery set up to where a team can go from worst to first or terrible to competitive, but. They are, they, for some reason, teams are impatient. And they find when Detroit going to hire a coach? Well, they probably would hold not to get the number one pick. And then that <laughs> way they could use that as leverage for whatever coach they wanted. Now they're just going to have to hire some assistant. You know, shit. When the, Wizards assistant, going to, when the Wizards going to get a GM? I mean, we can apply for it. I'm pretty sure you can go to Indeed or... No, they don't want me because I already made it known that I'm trying to trade Brad, so they don't want me. Listen, I called Philly today and like, listen, I'm trading in B, so go ahead and give me that job. And they were like, yeah, get off my phone. Yeah. But yeah, I would would trade in B. But that's just my personal opinion because I I just think like you can stay relevant with some of these players, but you need a team in order to have this this sustained run. Mm -hmm. Look at Denver. mm -hmm. Oh, he missed two layups. Yeah. Oh, that was the second one I must have saw then. I still didn't see yeah. the first one then. You know, so yeah, you know, saying LeBron at old age catches up at some point, but you know, uh, but yeah. <laughs> but you know, but you know, so but when you but when you talk point. about when you talk about old age, it makes me wonder how much Vasali Lomachenko has left in his tank, you know. Um, we got the big fight this weekend. I'm still waiting on Crawford and Spence. Still waiting on it. You know, I better hear something shortly about tanking Shakur or like, you know, after Haney wins this fight, there's my pick. After Haney wins this fight, I better hear something about tanking Haney, you know. But as it is, I think Lomachenko's fighting for his career right here. I think that if he loses this fight, I think the retirement talk is going to start creeping in. Like, I I didn't even know. I saw his total record, like the 413-3 and With all the amateur fights, I didn't realize he had that many, you know, that many miles on his body. That's a lot of punches. That's a lot. And, you know, and I was reading, I was reading this, uh, Devin Haney, you know, apparently he wanted this smoke for like the last three or four years. You know, he called out Loma and he felt Loma was been ducking him. So, you know, he's definitely coming out to make a point, I believe, but. I think it goes. doesn't do a boxer any good to duck a guy. Yeah. I I think it goes decision. I think it goes decision. Um, I think I, th- I think that Haney is gonna. I think he's gonna dominate mostly, but the scorecard will look a lot closer than the fight actually might be. Well, boxing scorecards always look weird because it's like these ten nine rounds, and every once in a while they give a guy a round because he was more active. Uh, but boxers hit a wall, and it's abrupt. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you see it like live even muhammad ali like you hit that you hit they hit the wall in the fight mm-hmm. and it's and it could be body shots or you, we saw with uh garcia davis once he once he caught that that left hook in the second round it was like oh it, like okay nothing to like, see here folks fight, fight. yeah you fight yeah. and fight yeah so yeah. then he caught that liver hook and everyone was saying like yo he could have stood up in my mind i was like if you can look up I mean, can you stand up? Because people are scientifically breaking down, like how, like the liver and the acid comes mm-hmm. from the liver, and like you want to move, but you can't. I loved all that, by the way. 
all that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, just get up. Well, it reminded he, me of, I brought this up last time and I, I got to do it again, but it reminded me of uh, Bernard Hopkins and uh, De La Hoya. Yeah, oh, no, De La Hoya. Yeah, yeah. When he hit him in the like in the, in the body punch and then they, they said, did you know that it was over? And he said, yeah, because when I hit him, I just heard him go, Ooh, you know, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, and, and Tank probably had that same feeling. Like when he landed that shot, he was like, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, he was like, that's here. the one. Yeah. So, yeah, the, so, you know. So I think the Lemonchenko Haney fight, like I said, especially if it's it's three four years, you know, past his expected dates. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Haney being young, I mean, so many belts. It's just, I so, think it's one of it's like it might be one of those kind of like that the, the Pacquiao Mayweather situation where we wanted to fight in two thousand ten. But we got it in 2015, so we're gonna watch it. And one guy will show his superior boxing talent over the other. Mm-hmm. Well, I and think like when when Lomachenko lost to Teofomo Lopez, um, I think the big difference there was the like how Lopez was able to use his reach. He had about a three inch reach on Lomachenko that bothered him. So when I was looking at the stats for this fight. It was wild to me because Haney is only an inch taller. You know, he's 5'8", yeah. Loma's 5'7". But he has a six and a half inch reach. Yeah, some of them, like, like I said, I'm only 5'9", but my wingspan's like six feet. Yeah. It's I, it's weird. Like, I have super ridiculously long arms because I have, like, big feet, whatever. So, you know, you got a lot of boxers who have that advantage of the shorter guys with the reach mm-hmm. advantage. You know, and I think, I think that's what hurts. The speed advantage. And I think, I, I think that's older, what hurts. Yeah, I think that's what hurts Loma. Loma is the age difference with that reach. The reach, the age different, over 400 fights. That means for over 400 fights, that means you're sparring, training, hitting, punching for 35 years. I know a lot of these, you know, Eastern Bloc guys, these Soviets and Ukrainian guys and former Soviet Union guys, they're tougher than nails. You know, we talked about, you know, guys from Slovenia and Serbia and just mm-hmm. they're all over the NBA and a lot of them are, you know, dominate a lot of these physical sports. But ultimately that takes a toll on you. We just get a young guy that's, you know, young guy from Cali just, you know, working you over. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you eleven eleven years, eleven years, that's 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 substantial. And he already has two losses, you know, nineteen fights, seventeen and two. So yeah, I you you say in decision, I'ma say Seventh round. Ooh, you got Loma going down. Yeah, four to seven. Like I said, boxers hit a wall because yeah. it's it's so mental. And like I said, these uh, former Soviet Union, Eastern Bloc countries, these guys are known for being tough as nails. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's just something that comes with it. When I was stationed in Europe. They would tell you, like, listen, don't don't mess with these Russian guys. Don't mess with the Turkish guys because it's like 20 of them. You got to fight all of them. Don't mess with the Russian guys because you can hit them with an ashtray and he's not going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> so you just learn. You know, you learn. I knew some dudes went to Slovakia, got into it, and the dude was like, man, he was beating me so bad. My contacts fell out. All I do was I just crawled up under the table and held onto yeah. the table so the dude couldn't punch me. Yo, so there's nothing, there's nothing more entertaining in sports. Than when LeBron doesn't get a call, <laughs> hands on the 
You know, like, yeah. I, I love it because he does get hit, but he probably gets hit every time. And it's like, dog, we can't call 50 fouls. You know, but yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, so yeah. Um, when Haney fought Cambosas, uh, both times, I thought that he should have knocked him out and he didn't. So, you know, I think that Loma has a, a tough enough chin that I think he'll hold out. I, like I said, I think that Haney will, I don't want to say dominate. I mean, I said it earlier. That sounds a little disrespectful. I don't know if it'll be domi dominant, but it will be known that Haney won that fight and it probably was never in doubt. Um, but I, I'm hoping for Loma. I like Loma. You know what I mean? Like, you know, now that I've gotten a little older, you know, sometimes I want to see these old guys, you know, like just, you know, but it, this ain't the, this ain't the one. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is not the sport for that. Like I want Tiger Woods to just come out and, you know, win a major every once in a while, even though all the other guys are you oh, know, younger and not, you know, not injured. But yeah, and, and and here's the quote for you, you know, like you can't have boxing without a quote. So here's the quote. He made me wait four years to fight. I was 20 years old. So I don't like Loma. I want to beat him bad. You know what I'm saying? Like so so tough. Yeah, there's your quote right there. You know, you can't have a boxing talk without a quote. So, you know, so yeah, like I said, he's been waiting on this fight. You know, um, this is a chance for him. You know, this if he beats Loma. That is a it, foul. It, it will easy. It was, you know. It, it, but it, you see the reaction, though. I love it, you know. Yeah. But but um, this will definitely, if he beats Loma, I don't care how old Loma is. If he if Haney wins this fight, it'll be probably easily the best win that he's had in his career, you know. So it's so now it's time to use Loma to get up the ladder, you know. Like now, I mean, Haney's Haney's near the top of the game, but now. You know, Tank is out there. Shakur is out there. Like, y'all yeah. just got to have a triangle. Like, I wish there was a way that we could have a triple threat boxing match and just have all three <laughs> of them fight each other at the same time. I think what you can get, you boxing, because right now, like, it's hot. It's, it's, it's a perfect time of year for these fights to be happening. And then I think most boxers go about seven months yeah. in between fights. So you got Haney, he wins now. You can get Haney Davis in December. Or maybe you get Garcia Stevenson in November. And then you get the winner of Davis Haney next May. Give me all that, but they're probably going to make a trilogy out of one, whichever one it is. There's probably going to be a trilogy attack. Well, I don't think, and I think the way that Ryan Garcia got knocked out, it kind of takes away the allure mm -hmm. of this fight because it's like, uh, I mean, well, well that's where that's where Ryan match with you want to rematch. Anytime you get a big fight, you want to rematch. Right, 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 right. But this is going to look like two. This. I think, like I said, I think Haney's going to win this fight easily. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And unless they straight up go, all right, Davis is going to fight Haney in December for some belts. And Shakur Steve's like, all right, bet. I'm going to get the winner of that. Then, then you, now you have people talking about, now you have the buzz going. Because we've had the buzz for Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder for five years. 
Mm-hmm. Like Wilder and Wild, Wilder and uh, Joshua was supposed to fight like you know years ago. Yeah, like that was supposed to be like way in the past, like around when Floyd and Pacquiao was fighting. I think <laughs> I deployed. The last time I deployed was like 2018, 2019. That was on the books. Then I was having a conversation with yeah. a guy when I was getting my stuff together to deploy. Yeah, and that was you know so that was 2023, and I don't want to see it no more. You know what I'm saying? But, but you if if it pops I mean up, if I get it, I'm gonna watch it. But you know you go watch it. You know, but, but Ryan Garcia they, they created that buzz. I want I want double main event, you know what I mean? Like you go WrestleMania, you know, you saying you got the double main event, you know what I'm saying? Come on, son. Give, give, we need give, to be promoters. We give me that's killer. Give give me Garcia calling out somebody, somebody, Haney or Stevenson, you know what I mean? Or get a rematch with Tank, or get a rematch with Tank. And then have Haney and Stevenson. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know what you're going to do with the money. I don't know which match goes last. I guess it would be Haney and Stevenson since they would be the two donuts. You just charge $119 for the pay-per-view. Yo, like I'm that's what I'm saying. Give me a double main event. Or, you know, we could do double divisions. It don't even got to be that division. You know what I mean? Give me Haney and Stevenson over here and give me Fury and somebody else over here. Double main event, baby. It's the wave of the future. Do something. UFC boxing, killing it. Yeah, boxing isn't like so at a, like UFC always has double main events. You know what I mean? And then UFC like if a UFC card has six fights, you know, you probably have the two really big fights and there's always a fight that stands out or like that you didn't expect that's going to yeah. take over and be the best Some fight. Some guys who had bad blood since training camp, you know, yeah. seven years, you know, when they were wrestling in Iowa together and now they want to fight. Yeah, Boom. give me the that double main event. Give me the double main event. You know what I mean? Like, you know, um, give me. So you probably can't do that with people like Canelo, I guess. You know, like he probably can't do the double main event thing because everybody he's just wants a shadow. to command all the money. Yeah, he's a shadow over. He would be a shadow over those conversations that you can't do it with. But with these four guys, we we want to see him fight. You know, I think you can do that. Like you can't do it with Spence and Crawford, you know, just because we want that fight so bad and. How come they haven't made that fight yet? Money. Money. How much much money do you think they're gonna get? Well, well, Spence, you know, is I hate I hate this term, but I'm gonna say it anyway just to make my point. But Spence is the A side. You know what I mean? I hate that. I hate that A side, B side thing. But he's the A side. You know, like he's the name. You know, he's fought against. Then bigger 50, fighters, you know, 53, 40, 53%, 47%. Let's make this fight happen. You know, I think he wants 60, 40 um, from the initial talks, the initial, I don't know what's going on today, but you know, but at the time that the initial talks was going on, that was the argument. I'm the A side. Like we can't split nothing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and you, you got to split it. Like no one knows who you are. Like you, you can front, like, yeah, you're good in boxing circles. Mike Tyson can't go anywhere without getting mauled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even Ryan Garcia can go places. Errol Spence and Terrence, you guys could walk through a Vegas casino on fight night weekend without without your entourage, people will notice. <laughs> like, let's keep it on. It's like the whole Mike Trout, Shay Otani, you'd recognize. Still don't know what he looks like. Five, six foot six, you know, Japanese guy. Like, okay, that, that stands up. Mike Trout, simple. You're running feel, the little guys. Uh, I feel so ashamed of myself. Twins. The, the, the Charlo twins, like, I mean, yeah. these guys can make fights, and for some reason, just like ego won't allow it to happen. 
Yeah, I mean, look at Roy and uh, Bernard. You know, you, we talk about it all the time. 60 to 40, y'all whoop your ass. Whoop your ass. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, by the time we did get the fight, nobody wanted it. Yeah, and back then, boxing had that kind of leverage because they were the only, they were the only game that we could watch. They was like, they were the only fight game. We didn't have USC. And we never has have... cut the lead down to one. But go ahead. Yeah, we didn't have, you know, this this – you know, like Ronda Rousey headlined UFC fights because Dana White was like, yo, this is popping. This is what I'm doing. So then after Ronda Rousey lost, Holly Holm headlined UFC to, you know, to Amanda Nunes. Amanda Nunes, after she knocked uh, Ronda Rousey out, <laughs> she headlined another one. And then she headlined with Cyborg. Cyborg probably didn't deserve a title shot, but they knew her name was damn Cyborg. I can mm-hmm. spot her out right now. She's, you know, because yeah. her face is. It's, it's, it's a little, you know, mm-hmm, tough to look mm-hmm, at. I'm mm-hmm. like, on front, it's a little, little strong. So, like, okay, I can recognize her. They made that a headline fight, or at least a co-main event. Right. He took advantage of the time. Now he's not paying his fighters, and he's kind of losing it. Right. And and that's where and that's where boxing is. Like, I mean, and, and it goes back. We, we probably won't see a double main event, you know, because of that. You know what I mean? Like, who's going to go last? Who's going to do all the, you know, that's going to be the argument. So it would never happen. But I think start your own promotion company, get yourself paid as a promoter and get yourself paid as a fighter. A la Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. The evidence is out there. Like just get, I'm just get, you can get this done and get paid. Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather fights every once in a while, still a hundred million dollars. Hey, so, so, so remember when I said, are the Lakers going to shoot? 45% from three again. I mean, they're at 20%. I, they're, and they've just missed their last 10 shots in a row. You know what I mean? So Denver cut the 12 point lead down. So right now, well, I'm going to give you my TV in a second so I can tell you where I'm at. Two, I'm, I'm at, at 256. So I'm at 204, and the Lakers have not scored a field goal since 704. You know, but anyway, so yeah, like, you know, but um, like, like I was saying, um, I think this would be the most impressive win of Haney's career, you know, because I'm not so impressed with the list of people that he's beat so far. But another thing that concerns me about Lomachenko, because I know you brought up the knockout, you know, and of course LeBron ends the uh, scoring drought. So 51-48 Lakers. I know you were saying that you think Haney's going to knock him out in the seventh round or something like that. I will say that uh, when he fought Jermaine Ortiz, which I believe was uh, the last fight for Lomachenko, I've never seen him get hit the way that he got hit in that fight. Like, like you mentioned the wall, you know, like those shots were getting through and Jermaine Ortiz ain't no Devin Haney, you know? So, 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 so like, yeah. So, I mean, that is on the table. And like I said, I think that if Loma somehow pulls this fight up, it goes back to the being tough as nails. He doesn't want to end his career that way. He's just going to have, what is it? A win one for the Gipper. You know he's gonna yeah. have he's gonna have that moment if he wins. Just that fight. that gritty that gritty resolve that just refuse to lose. Yeah, and like, you know what I mean. It, you know, but but yeah, I think Haney wins this fight. You know, uh, no issues. I think that you know, um, I don't know. Like, would it be good for boxing if Loma won? Or do you need what, Haney to stay undefeated, like so you can get all these? You you, you need history shows that. The undefeated versus undefeated fight, for some reason, is the 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 moniker that boxing has like attached itself to. They yeah. want that marquee matchup. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that's 
that's like an antiquated way of thinking because they're looking at it this old school way where you had undefeated Lennox Lewis and undefeated Holyfield, like these kind of fights. Mm-hmm. You don't have those kind of names now. So what you need is you need appropriate oversaturation. So <laughs> I need I need whatever hot fight is that's available every month for the summer. Mm-hmm. May june july august i need all of this and that hundred you know that that 101 critical days of summer that we talked about earlier you need to make these four fights happen that summer whether it's heavyweight middleweight welterweights whatever you got to do we need four marquee fights in that month that way you keep the buzz going and these guys talk about these 60-40 splits. It's so much money you can get out of there with your advertisements and everything else, but you got to generate the buzz. Mm-hmm. You got to generate, you got to be willing to take $60 million for a pay. Like it's you can't scoff at this money because you're not getting anything else. You don't have that in kind of endorsements. People aren't looking at boxers for mm-hmm. endorsement deals. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh. Lemonchenko's drinking Pepsi in a commercial and we'll buy it. Or you can recognize <laughs> his voice like the way you hear like Dennis Leary's voice in a Ford commercial or Matthew mm-hmm. McConaughey in a Oldsmobile commercial or whatever. Like, you know, you know, Shaq in a Buick. You know Shaq too big for that Buick. Right. So boxers aren't getting that kind. Even Floyd Mayweather doesn't have any endorsement deals. All of his mm-hmm. money comes from the fight. And I know you want to get as much money as you can for the fight, mm-hmm. but you can still get you can get $50 million if you, as a group, collectively create the buzz. You got the Garcia knockout. He was your he was your poster child pretty boy. Tavis is your gritty hood guy. He knocked out the pretty boy. So now you get Haney, good, smart, young, tough boxer with the older, gritty, Eastern Black, super European hood boxer, Ukraine, mm-hmm. Ukraine war, you got all these yeah. galvanizing factors. You get that yeah. fight. Whatever those Time to pass are. the torch. Time to pass the torch. So now, boom, mm-hmm. June, you make another fight happen. Like, you make another, like, because I think those guys take about eight weeks, right? Mm-hmm. To get ready. Yeah. Can you do it again? All right. So, all right. Yeah. So we're at halftime. Lakers are up 53 to 48. Wrath, who is the leading scorer for the Lakers right now? Rui Hachimura. Yes, you just saw it on the screen. 17, yes, on the screen. 17 points on seven for seven. Okay, all right, let's play a game real quick before we get back to the box. Let's play a quick game. If I told you Anthony Davis has seven points right now, what did he shoot? Two for nine. He's one for six. All right. Yeah, he's one for six, made five free throws. LeBron with 10, five, and six, you know. Um, and then for the Nuggets, Jokic, 16, eight, and five at halftime. Jamal only Murray. five assists. Yep, only five assists. Jamal Murray, you ready for this one? 10 points. Three for 13. Three for 13, including uh, two for eight from three. Michael Porter Jr. is two of four, but he's got five points, so he hasn't shot very much. So, you know, there you go. So, you know, um, Rui 7 for 7. So, I mean, 
He's got to come back to Maine, so that could be the downfall for the Lakers. Or if Anthony Davis doesn't get it going, if you're Denver, so you got him. You can book. You can book twenty three points. You get him. You'll probably get about six points in the second half, unless yeah. it's a matchup thing, and that's why he's getting his points. Yeah, and unless and, he's just he's just getting Bruce Brown taking him off the dribble. You know, and if De- if you're Denver, I guess you just gotta hope that Jamal Murray can wake up. You know, get Michael Porter some more shots because he only taken four. You know, KCP is only taking five, so you know maybe you just get to get some more shots spread around. All but yeah, but, but yeah, um, you know. But when I look at this, you know, um, sometimes, and I know I shouldn't say this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Sometimes I be getting mad, and I be like, "Yo, Spence Crawford, one of y'all come out here and get this L." You know, what I mean? <laughs> like, because like, just give me the fight. Like, I don't, like, I don't even, like, I don't care what y'all do in the meantime. Drop a rap album, you know. Go save kids from a burning building. I don't care what you do. Give me my fight. You know, and I, I, I just, you know. So Spence when I, has, he had, a, I think, he got in a car accident again a few. Weeks he did. Ago. It was a couple of months ago now. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And you know, but Spence, you know, when he fought Ugas. You know, um, Ugas isn't known as a hard hitter, but he had Spence in danger a couple of times in that fight. So I'm like, y'all going to keep messing around and not making this fight until the fight ain't the fight no more. That's And, and that's the thing. We, we have evidence to show, like, if you don't make these fights happen, people will lose interest. Like, imagine Deontay Wilder got knocked out two times by Tyson Fury. And we watched all three fights. Yeah. Like, like imagine if Even we know we knew he was going to lose that third one. Imagine if like Conor McGregor never fought, fought Nate Diaz or like, you know, if he never fought uh, Poirier, you know, like imagine if like John Jones, the bones, you know, if he didn't fight Cormier, you know what I mean? Like if we would be Rampage sitting here. Jackson and Chuck Liddell just kept beefing over Twitter, but never got an actual fight. Like, yeah, yo, y'all can just fight. Yeah, like so, I mean, that's the thing. If you don't like somebody, this is one of the few jobs in the world where it's like, yo, I don't like that dude. Mm-hmm. I want to hit him, and somebody will pay you for it, right? And you out here play pimping, wasting time. Like, just go out there and, and, and get to it. I'm like, man, I know these guys are putting the health on the line and putting the money on the line. And they don't want to get, you know, they don't want to get ripped off. Then all my- you guys need to go to Floyd's house out in Vegas, sit down. And ask him, like, yo, how do you have this table full of money all the time? What did mm-hmm. you do to get you in this position? Because I think that's the holdup. Because Floyd would probably Floyd was taking these fights because he was getting so much money. He was getting money on the front end, he was getting money on the back end. He was promoting himself. And he bought he's he talked about it before that he bought out his own contract for like seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So that's mm-hmm. how he got out of his contract with I think Bob Aram and then started his own. Mayweather, you know, whatever. So it's like the money, yeah. the money team. So it's like so, he, he he did his own, and it's like now look, he fought Conor McGregor, and Pacquiao. Those those are like his last two fights, his mm-hmm. last two professional fights that got him yeah. at fifty and out. Well, he fought um, Berto, Andre Berto, to get him to fifty and out. Yeah. And he probably got it, but he got, you know, Courtney. Then, he like, then he's just been fighting these exhibitions. Yeah, you know, he's been fighting dudes in Japan and just been fighting. He fought one of the, the Jake Paul, you know, one of those dudes. Mm-hmm. So knocked him out, but held him up. 
you know, <laughs> you gotta sell, and he probably got he probably got a little penny. He got at least eight figures out of it. That's wild, man. That is so wild. You know, and, like I just boxing's allowing that to happen. Boxing's allowing no, the fans are allowing that to happen. Boxing's you know, allowing like, it to happen. Fans are allowing that to happen. Just like I told you about Madden all those years, where Madden was the same game every year. They never changed nothing. And then people just kept buying it in droves every single year. So why would they make a better game? You know what I mean? Well, like, but why no, would these boxers the change their ways if we still buy the pay-per-views and do all this stuff? Yeah, but that's why the YouTube game is like that Roy Jones Tyson fight was abysmal. But yeah, <laughs> I was up at one o'clock in the morning. I was too. I was watching too. Roy Jones run for his life. Like, yo, this dude still hits like a hammer. Like, yeah, like you don't lose that. Yeah. Like that old man strength. It's not a joke. It's like a real thing. He was like, yeah. oh no, this this dude is really trying to knock my head off. Yeah, he was doing just... that. He did a little dance one time. I was like, yo, I'm out of here. Yeah. No, but yeah, man. so I like and I'll that. watch it. And if they and if they decided to do another one next week, I'll still watch it. Yeah, I haven't watched any like I watched, I don't think I watched I watched the Nate when uh Nate Robinson got knocked out by Jake Paul. Uh-huh. I watched that one. I watched uh, Frank Gore and uh, Darren Williams. You watched that one? Yeah, I watched that one. Um, Adrian Peterson got knocked out by somebody. Was it Adrian Peterson? I know Le'Veon Bell, I thought, fought somebody. Le'Veon Bell knocked out Adrian Peterson. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. hit him with a thing. He's like, like, I know. So, but even I didn't. Yeah, apparently, apparently, uh, Vontae Vontae Burpees. I get those updates on, on Twitter. So, because the fights are on, they're not, you know, it's not really driving my uh, uh my desire to watch. So, I get like updates on Twitter or something uh, like apparently, that. Apparently, um, you know, Le'Veon Bell wants to box Vontez Perfect, you know, and like Perfect wants to play golf or something. Yeah, leave that man alone. Because <laughs> he, he, look like he headbutt you on purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Why don't you just fight Greg Hardy? He's out there doing bare knuckle boxing, getting knocked out. Something else is that's getting a little buzz doing yeah. bare knuckle boxing. It's like professional boxing with professional boxers has an opportunity. Like you still are the kings of the platform, and you're just allowing. Act like, like I'm glad we got this fight, but it should be. I should be getting it to my phone. Yeah, I get advertisements for Lacoste and New Era hats and Falcons gear. Yeah. I'm not getting any like I should be getting bombarded with pay-per-views for Henny and Lomachenko. Like, but it seems like the buzz isn't there. ESPN doesn't really have the buzz. You know, like the I think we're they're talking not, about they're it they're today. Not talking about Pete Alonso leading the major leagues with 16 home runs. Yeah, because you know, we're getting the baseball in June. Around <laughs> June, around the around the around the time the all-star votes start to like the count. And they, yeah. they start to like go up and so, down, and people start paying attention. So this is the first time in sports reports is ordered history. I don't have a get it off my chest today, you know, because I think I spent all my energy on two five daily yelling about Jokic. So, um, so yeah. what I wanted to do instead of me having to get it off my chest, I wanted to have a quick sixty second discussion, maybe. So like. What you think the punishment for John Morant be, you know, because I know we didn't really get into it. And I saw a mad dog, you know, screaming for 40 games and all that kind of stuff. Like, so what do you what do you think the league should do? Like, should there be a uh, game punishment? Should it be like I heard people say he should be suspended for the whole season? I disagree with that. Um, you know, do you think that he should be suspended at all or like, you know, I think the league should be wary of a lawsuit because if they try to suspend him, if I'm a 
if I get a good lawyer, I'm suing you. I didn't commit a crime. If you're mad that I pulled, like I had a gun in my hand mm-hmm. in a state where I'm legally allowed to have a gun in my hand. If he was drinking a 40, then okay, you can have some outrage, but you, then you still would have to prove that it was alcohol in that 40. It could have been tea just for the show. You got to prove that he committed a crime. My thing is I, like I said the the other day, I was upset with them because of the negative attention he's bringing to himself in that environment, not mm-hmm. what he's doing for the league. I'm like, yo, right, you're riding right. around on live in in the city, and you're probably riding through his daytime. He's probably riding around, you know, through the hood, whatever the case may be. People will pop up on you, PNB mm-hmm. rock. People will pop up on you, pop right. smoke. People will pop up on you. So mm-hmm. that was my thing. I don't think the NBA could do anything to him. Because he legally can, if he legally has a firearm, mm-hmm. he's allowed mm-hmm. to have it in his hand while he's driving. Right, right, right. Maybe like because no one's no one's talking about the fact they don't have a seatbelt on, and that's next. That's why the only violation in the video. See, I don't, I don't Everyone's know. Worried how, about the gun. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it because, like, you know, in the military, you know, we always talked about deterrence and or deterrence and mitigation. You know. Um, so I think that if the league was going to do something, his first hiatus away from the team should have been whatever punishment they were going to devy out. Because at that time, he had the other stuff that we were learning about, like with the kid that he punched and going up to the stores and like trying to fight dudes in the parking lot and pulling guns out on people. So like that's when maybe you would have done something just from the standpoint of, I don't know what the legal guidelines are, but just from the standpoint of I got to do something because I don't know where you going. Like, are you going to get killed? Yeah. Or are you going to end up killing somebody? So like, I'm going to protect you from you. In this situation, I'm like, yo, Silver, just pull him in the office, cuss his ass out, tell him get his act together or whatever. And then you just move on. You know, I don't think there needs to be some hefty suspension. I don't think, you know, like, because I mean, right now they're like, He's suspended from team activities. Like, what activities going on right now? None. You know what I mean? So, check. Yeah, so it's a cop out unless you're gonna have him out of there with Dylan Brooks, you know, but that ain't gonna happen. So, so you know, so from that standpoint, there's a part of me that might want to see something just from a deterrent standpoint of like, look, we sent you on your little hiatus or whatever. You you still fucking around doing dumb things because all it is is dumb stuff, like. He didn't commit a yeah. crime, like you said. It's just, it's he's just dumb, being dumb. Dangerous stuff. Like I said, the dangerous part isn't the possession of I just, the gun. It's the gun. I just don't want to wake up holding the gun. I just don't want to wake up to a rest in peace, John Morant, or you know, hear that he pulled the trigger on somebody or somebody. Stop hanging out in the hood. You know? It's not that hard. You know where it's at, right? You know what I mean. Like but, just like you don't have to. You don't have to. You got to just. He needs to hear this, John. Stop fronting. It's it's not. <clears throat> I'm not saying just because it's the inner city is so dangerous and everybody is just treacherous, but you are putting yourself in a position where they're a target. At least there are at least a few people out there who really want to get your jewelry. We know it's 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 you get internet notoriety because of it. People are always posting when they steal a celebrity's chain or they sell it back to the store. You wear a lot of jewelry. You go a lot of these events. I'm not sure how much security you hire because it doesn't seem like he hires security. It seems like he has his homeboys. It's like, go go up north to talk to Tony Dungy and get squared away because that's what Steven Jackson had to do. 
after the the mouse at the palace, Tony Dutchie came hey, to his Steven house. Stephen Jackson was all, his living room. Stephen Jackson went back to the hood like a couple of months ago or last year to show that he could still go. You know, I'm go to the hood. I'm good in Chicago. <laughs> like, I don't be in the project hallways talking about how I be in the project the projects all day. day. You know what I'm saying? But then a few, but then a few, you know, people live in those situations, <laughs> and and I get it. It's, it's, it counts comes off as us being dismissive, but it's like, yo, it's different for people who live there, and you come through there flashing stuff, being mm-hmm. flashy. That's yeah. the problem. I think that's the only lesson. But well, he's gonna have to get that lesson either the hard way. It's not gonna be a money thing. Well, you can't, he has for, enough you can't money. forget. You can't forget a few bars later. This is how you prove it to me. Get violent. <laughs> you know yeah, it's like, like I said, Jigger. he's a basketball player. Yeah, you know, but yeah, but but that's my getting off my chest. You know, that's my getting off my chest. I was just wondering your yeah. thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think they should suspend them because I don't know what grounds they would use to suspend them other than we told you last time. Because last time he had the, they had the league leverage of. You were on the road, mm-hmm. and you were in a public. And did place. you get that? How did you get that gun? How did you get that gun inside? Was the it on the place? plane? All that stuff like that? Yeah. But in his car is no different than Lauren Bobert, the Colorado uh, representative, who was literally in D.C. with her gun, mm-hmm. filmed the promo commercial, and then when they were like, "Yo, you can't have a gun in D.C.," she's like, "Oh, those were prop guns." <laughs> so like. Let's keep it. Let's let's keep it a buck. I'm not. Was she, was she the one that did? Was she the one that didn't know Ukraine was in Europe? I don't know. It's, it's probably a couple <laughs> of them that didn't know that. She was the one that um. She like she they own her her and her husband soon be ex husband own a restaurant yeah, yeah. in Denver mm-hmm. or somewhere in Colorado where all the waitress all the wait staff carry guns uh-huh. like at work. I remember. Yeah. So if it's legal, it's legal. And if right. it's legal for her, it's legal for him. If he had a legally registered firearm and he had it in his hand, I'm more concerned that he had it up next to his head. Right. I'm, well, I'm I guess concerned so. that every time he hears a gun bar in a song, he's going to pull it off. It's well, like, I guess I'm concerned with that part of the behavior. But if he, want, if he wants some time of off, it, if, if he wants some time off and uh, I guess a suspension, all he got to do is post the movie, I guess. Yo, you just got to you got to piss off the right people. Yeah, and so. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on the NRA to see if they're going to release a statement in support of John Moran. I know we know. talked about this last week. We waiting on yeah, the I'm NRA. Just, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting on the NRA. Like, I mean, where y'all at? Yeah, tag tag them in this uh in this, yeah, but, uh, this video. Yeah, I'm gonna just throw it at the end of the description. You know, where's the yeah. NRA? You know, where's the NRA at? You know I mean, but yeah, so, should, you got to get it off my chest. No, nah, because like I said, I've been thinking about that. Uh, for mm-hmm. you know, the past couple of days, and then you know everyone keeps talking about it. I'm not sure exactly what Adam Silver can do. And another thing, they need to stop saying Adam Silver is so pro player. Like, who is he supposed to be? It's like, <laughs> these, who's getting? You, you're not getting these checks if you don't have LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Luka Doncic, you know, KD, Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, James if you don't Harden, have these yeah. players. I mean, ask the XFL how they feel about their commissioner if he's player friendly or not, because you don't know none of the players except for AJ McCarron. You know, and by the way, you know, congratulations to Arlington for winning the championship. Four and six, holler at your boy. Never yeah. give up. What what a team! You know, they told the New York Giants, "Hold my beer with your nine and seven Super Bowl championships." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yo, 
sports reports is ordered, baby. You know, like we're here. It's us. You know, we'll see you on Monday. Peace. We love you, America. Absolutely. Armed Forces Week. Boom. Yes, sir. Holler back. You know, leave us some messages. Like, subscribe, review. Give us a five-star rating. You can dislike us, but tell us why. Any information is good information. It's free. All of it is free. All of it's free. And if you got something to say, you got something to take us to task for, let us hear it. We ain't going to be boxing. We ain't got egos. You know what I'm saying? Just listen. Scream at your boy! (laughs) Just a retiree with a hobby. Holler at me. Peace. Peace.